cough alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right when you said ready, I was going to take a swig of water and I went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that in. Uh, welcome everybody to Shooting the Shit. Uh, I'm Jammer along with Dominic. Yes, I'm done choking now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we have a few special guests. We have Doctor from the Ask Backwards Anime Podcast. Me. Yes. And we have Foxy from the same and many other podcasts. Oh. And we have Jordan from, oh my god, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> Jamcast Pals. It has your name in it. How could you forget it? Ah, uh, yeah. I feel really stupid. Anyway, so yeah, Jordan from the Jamcast, Jam, god damn it. Jamcast <laughs> Pals. Is that it? Yeah. Totally. So everybody, Hi. how's it going? Uh, so Dominic. Yes. You reminded me right before uh, we you started choking on your water. <laughs> I knew somebody uh, just recently. They said, oh yeah, did you swallow down the wrong pipe? I'm like, no. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm not coughing. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, when you swallow water down the wrong pipe, you're usually coughing because it's going into your lung. He actually thought that that was an expression for swallowing wrong. Like, when you swallow too much at once, mm-hmm. that it would be called, like, going down the wrong pipe. And that it actually goes to your stomach. He actually didn't realize it went to your lungs. I thought that was interesting. Which friend was this? Was this Victor? What? I said, which friend was this? Was this Victor? I actually don't remember who this was. But it was somebody, like, probably in the past few months that they said that. And I thought that was weird that they didn't know that. And then I remembered that, you know, life. <laughs> So no child left behind. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. I love our so government. True. So that's our that's our message for the for the day. How's everyone doing? Dominic, how you doing? I was doing great. I would have been ready to record last week, except you were climbing mountains again, as is the norm now that you live in Colorado, surrounded by mountains. It's pretty sweet. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah, I saw the pic- I saw the pictures. They look nice. Yeah, they're very. It's nice. It's snowy and sunny, and I think that's a good combination. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, me myself, I'm I'm good. I'm ready. I'm really happy to record and be able to be here now with Doctor and Foxy and Gordon and everyone, especially Doctor and Foxy because I haven't spoken to you guys in almost a, about a year or so, recording wise. <laughs> so, it's uh, it, it's really it, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has been a long time. I think the last time we recorded may have been exactly this time last year when we were doing sort of a another shooting the shit with, like, everybody. I think Diego was on that episode, too, and uh, Bullet Beast. Oh, okay. That was a while back. Then. Yeah, that, that was that was the last time I think we recorded together, which is quite a long time. So uh, how are you doing, Doctor? Uh, I'm okay. I've been good uh, doing shows and waking up. Uh getting some water not choking while drinking it <laughs> great um i know it's it's been pretty well i've been i've been doing pretty good we've been doing i mean our show has been still releasing shit mm-hmm. so uh i've been finally broke that. 100 many times over uh, me yeah yeah finally yeah, right. what 112 now i think or 111 yeah yeah <laughs> the boys 112 we from the eight no uh we're at uh 109 blessing uh. blessing with blessing with it so 110 is coming soonish uh, so I've already I've already made plans for that. We already set up uh, recording dates for that. So, yay! Um, and, and, plus, and like I also started another one, not mine, but like a friend of mine started uh, a show for comics, and uh, 
I'm co-host on that semi, uh, like not always editing, but sometimes have to kind of thing, which is great, which means I can relax for a bit and talk and bullshit about uh, comic books and not have to worry about anything. What's the podcast called? It's called The Jump On Point. You can find mm-hmm. it over at, uh, well, thejumponpoint.com will lead you to the Twitter account, which uh, uh, will usually update. Well, it's, it's uh, the roundabout way is that go to thebrokeninfinite.com because uh, that is a blog site that has a lot of reviews on comics. I actually, throw, I actually write some reviews on there as well, um, but they ho- they're going to be hosting the uh, episodes for a little bit until we get proper hosting set up uh, at my friend's uh, uh, the guy he's um, he has in charge of that will take get that taken care of, and it will be on its own site by itself. And then you can subscribe on iTunes soon enough after that. Yeah, putting a podcast up is a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I technically can do it pretty easily. I, I I think I have I can I can set up a feed and shit and have that ready within an instant. I just like I, I because he told me that oh no I have someone taking care of it, so I'm like all right man whatever cool. Hmm. I have a Jimmy, temporary solution really- for now. Jammer, you can't really say that podcasts are a pain to the guy who has like eight different podcasts. They're, well, they are a pain in the ass. Like, they are a pain in the ass. Yeah, still. what the fuck are you talking about? What's the last time you set up a podcast, Dominic? Uh, I'm trying to think. Going down now. the gauntlet. No, I don't mean like making one. I just mean like actually setting up like the feed burner and shit for that. It's just such a pain. What's a feed burner? Yeah. <laughs> that should explain it right there. I look at it and then I'm like, all right. Like, it's, it, literally it every single time it's me looking going, oh, fuck, how did I do this again? And then I have to figure it all out each time because it. I don't really understand how any of it works, so I just just try to understand just enough to get it to work mm-hmm. every single time, and it sucks. Uh, so, Foxy, how you doing? I am okay. I had a lot of sleep. I love that. Love recording I... Saturdays when we have lots of sleep. This is the first Saturday in a while. Last Saturday, I had to work. Mm. I was not fun. I felt dead all day. But luckily... I wasn't one of the actual people that died that day. So, I don't know. I feel like this quickly went to a dark place. <laughs> I was like, goodness, I wasn't the other one. I think died. we have plenty of uh, time to go to a dark place for the is, whole episode. No need is, to start is that, a, is that a thing that happens at your work, that people die regularly? I work at a hospital, so yes. Oh. 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 Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I I've been... somewhere else with computers and stuff. I did. But oh. not for, like, almost two years. Wow. So what do you do at the hospital? I, uh... It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things is, like, once you once you have to go to the professional bit and you're like, oh, how do I say this without sounding... What I, what I will say is that I don't want to say specifically because it's not hard to find me. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think I could work in a hospital. I think I'm mild, mildly uh, hypochondriac. Kid-tick-tick. Well, Kick. the thing is, there are a lot of jobs at any given hospital that don't require you come in contact with diseases. Well, not even that, but like I'm I'm in the the waiting room and people are coughing around me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get a disease. Like I'm no, but you like you don't have to be at, in the waiting room. Like there are offices that are far far away from patients. Nice. Yeah, because I think Where, that's what like, I think that's what Dennis does. He does, I think he works in a hospital setting, but he you know for a hospital, but he's in an office setting, so he has no uh, contact with any clients or patients or anything like that. It's all behind a desk. 
Hmm. Nice. I've, I've uh, my dad. He works in the hospital too, and he's he's taking me around to the like the uh, the office section. So he's like in a very very secluded area with uh, with a lot of telephones, since he has to do a lot of he has to work with that. Hmm. So, but yeah. So last but not least, Jordan, how you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> Everyone has really nice, concise answers. So. Yeah, you know, let's just, uh, I guess we'll keep going. So, D- Dominic, let's start <laughs> us off. What are we here to talk about, among other oh, things? We're here to talk about many things. Let's see what I have on my notes. I have uh, kind of asking about how your holidays went and about mine and everyone else's, since we haven't recorded since before Christmas and New Year's and all that. Then I had a quick poll since we haven't had one of those in a long time. Um, then we were going to talk about uh, bad Christmas specials, or if you want to talk about good Christmas specials, you could do that too, uh, since we didn't do that last time, which was a request from uh, Trick TM, I believe. And then from Diego, he wanted us to speak about the Tamir Rice shooting over in uh, Cleveland, as of course he would. How long ago and was that at this point? That was, uh, what, the shooting itself or when we were asked? The shooting, yeah. Uh, the shooting was in November. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, as recently, what came to the forefront was a little article that the One Piece podcast had out about um, it was kind of address, trying to address sexism in One Piece, but then really didn't. So we're also going to just kind of dive, delve a little bit into that. I mean, we'll see where the conversation goes, but mm-hmm. I know um, Foxy has opinions about it, Doctor, and everyone else does too. So uh, we'll get to that probably near the tail end and spend a good portion on that word all right so, so dominic vacation yes. how was your vacation my vacation was great i know you were in town or not really in town but you were over uh maybe 60 northern miles california. away from me you were in northern california and i just was too lazy to go all the way over there to go see you yeah, and because you i know your parents want to kill me <laughs> uh, they wouldn't remember you i don't they doubt they remember oh parents have a great memory um but, I mean, Christmas was great. I spent it with uh, both sides of my family, dad, mom, all that. So my mom's side is super quiet. There's like four or five members. It's very small gathering. And then my dad's like 20-something in one house, and it's just crazy conversations and shit going everywhere. Did all this white elephant stuff. And then uh, for New Year's, went over to Disneyland uh, with my girlfriend for a few days. I'd never been to Disneyland or anything like that before. Nice. So first time she she'd been there a few times. She came from Florida, so she'd been to Disney World and all these other places. So this is all new. Yeah. I mean, it's not she new. She was to her. probably underwhelmed by it then. Well, I mean, she'd been to Disneyland before, so she knew what to expect. Ah, okay. Um, but it was great because you know it's nice to have someone who actually knows their way around and knows tell, can tell you what to do, what not to do, that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. age appropriate things. Because me, I'd be in there and be like, duh, I don't know what the fuck to do. What do you mean age appropriate thing? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go on the teacups. <laughs> Got or it. the Dumbo Red. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did that. And uh, I had this really fucked up cramp in one of my feet. So I was walking around the entire park all day, well, for two days straight with this really, really bad cramp in my foot. So by the end, I was my left foot was dead. I don't know how I got it or when I got it. I just woke up one day and had it. But you other than so that, old the, saying that I do, you know, I have bad knees, too. It's really weird. I'm only 26. I really shouldn't. <laughs> but, yeah. I guess I'm just out of shape. Uh, but other than that, I mean, my holidays were really good. Came back to work and all happy and ready to take on 2015. Yeah. Uh, what, about, what about you, mister? Me? Uh, I had a complicated vacation. Um, 
went to Mexico for about a week. Um, then went to Northern California to visit family. Basically, my girlfriend's family, they went to Mexico and they invited me. So we were there for a week and then went to my parents' place in Northern California. And then back to Colorado where we got a cabin up in the Rockies for a few days and went hiking. And that was my vacation. It sounds- did, her, did her parents like kind of look to you to be the... Uh- the translator for anything no no (laughs) they knew actually it's interesting her her parents all right so she has a very complex family so her parents got married then got divorced her dad remarried uh a mexican woman and her mom remarried and then her mom passed away and then her stepdad got remarried so she has step parents and then a stepmom on the other side, who's half Mexican. She knows more Spanish than me, which is not a lot. Yeah, because I I don't speak. Oh, I I understand a decent portion, but I I don't speak it. I don't understand it fast enough to actually speak fluently. So no, I understand. I know we had this discussion. Was it? I think it was last episode. We actually had this discussion about us and being Spanish. Yeah. Deficient. Spanish deficient Mexicans. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about you, Doctor? Did you do anything cool over this holiday season? Um, tr- I was trying to use what little Spanish I, I know to talk <laughs> to my family um, as well. Uh, over the weekends, um, as far as like the days, really, they weren't really that um, that exciting. Most of the time I was at home have, with family, just drinking, whatever. Uh, the weeks before were kind of the better ones since I went to like, one of my uncle's uh, weddings. Mm-hmm. So it was actually really nice where it's like this whole elaborate setup. And it's also one of the, like, probably the, the chillest wedding I've ever been to. I mean, you know, I, 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 I okay, so um, my uncle, he's like, uh, eight years older than me. I basically I don't really refer to him as my uncle. It's mm-hmm. more like, "Hey, Gary, what's up?" Which is Gary's not even his real name. It's kind of like his sort of middle. Yeah, call it that, that. Well, I just call him Gary. Like I call my one of my other aunts, uh, Wendy. Uh, sure, she's like five years older than me. So it's like they're they're pretty much like my older and bigger sister relative in in many sense. Uh, so he's getting married. Uh, I, I went to I went to New Jersey for that. Which is nice since I I don't go there as often and I like the weather sometimes. Uh, Where in New Jersey? Uh, well, we were in Passaic and then we went to I think we're mainly in Passaic for most of it because like uh, my uh, my uncles and aunts live in all different pl- parts of New Jersey, so um, I think the most of it was there. I'm trying to remember, it, I lost I lose track of where the where the fuck we were at times. Like they they told me, hey, uh, we need someone to drive. Can you drive? I'm like. I I don't know this fucking area. <laughs> like so, I'm like okay, GPS phone, and, and and I'm with my other aunts who know Dick, which uh, are also which also don't live there either. So I'm just like I I guess I'm the only one who knows how to use their phone. You can't rely on anybody with a na- for a navigator or anything. So not really. Fuck yeah. that. Make them drive, and you be the navigator. I mean, I was, and I was the last few times, and after a while, most of them were either too tired or too drunk to want to drive, and I was. <laughs> sobering up so i'm like i guess i can go so uh, uh um 
so regardless of that, it was uh, really nice. Uh, so it's uh, him marrying this really nice, I, and I've never met her before, mind you. So it was the first, the first time I'm actually meeting uh, his, well, my aunt now. Uh, it's a really nice lady. I do like, I do dig her. She's a cool, cool chick. Uh, what's awesome? Wait, what did you call her? A do digger? No. No. What did you say? He said he really digs her. She's a cool really chick. Oh, I thought she called her. She's like, oh, yeah, she's really cool. A do digger. I'm like, what the fuck is a do digger? I, I do digger. Oh, you do dig. Okay, my bad. Do Continue. Wow. So, which is probably the thing that really kind of the best part of the entire thing was. Um, so in the the building that we were having it, 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 the ceremonies are broken down into like different tiers, if you want to call it that, where it's the big, there's a big dance hall area. There is on the left side. If you If you imagine, if you walked into the building, Straight ahead of you, there is a a full dance hall, whatever you want to call it. On your right is where the wedding ceremony will have. There's, it's its own little separate room, and on the left side is basically the cocktail room. So you'll have all kinds of little little trinkets and drinks. And they had a whole full full fucking tequila bar, and I was taking a lot of shots with my aunts. Nice. Um, but in the ceremony, in the ceremony room, like the first thing that happened was probably the best thing that ever happened for the re- really for the rest of the thing. Uh, so um, her father, the, my aunt, uh, her father's a pastor. So he actually was the one that was doing the whole ceremony. Uh, and he he's going to, you know, they, they, everyone walks up. She does the whole the whole bullshit. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's about to start. It's like, OK, hold on, everyone. I have one important thing to do. I need to take a selfie. And he takes out his phone and fucking literally does a selfie right in the middle of all, this entire thing, even before he does the whole fucking bullshit. Nice. Was like, I was like, okay, I can dig this. <laughs> what did, uh, did, uh, what's it called? Did she get upset at all? No, she was all full fucking for it, of course. Oh, okay. It's her, it's, her, it's her dad. <laughs> What are you going to say? Like, all right, whatever. I don't it know. Real- <laughs> I feel like if my dad were like, hold on, hold on, let's stop the whole thing. I'm going to take a selfie really quick. It would just be like, like really? You're, you're the pastor. <laughs> like, yeah, you true. can do whatever you want. Like, you're, mar- you're marrying us, so. Well, it was really – so uh, I should also mention that uh, from we're from a full Hispanic family, uh, and the, my aunt is uh, white as white can be. Yeah. <laughs> Italian family, so – uh, majority of the uh, majority of my side of the family were up on the dance floor and just dancing their asses off because that's just how we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig it. I had a whole full suit on. I I, I just like I can't, I I was more worried about me. I had like this really nice vest and all this shit. I, I look fucking awesome, dude. Weddings are the fucking best. I love weddings. Oh. They like go there, like get drunk and just chill with family. Or oh friends. yeah, they're awesome. But- Pretty much, like I, I got to meet uh, some of my other cousins from Utah who were underage, but were like, "Yo, tequila shot, let's go!" And they were like, "All right, let's go!" Boom, boom. Uh, I've lost so many. I did. I don't know how the end of the night I was sober by the end of it, and I drove us back home to where we were crashing. He's got to love an open bar. Oh. oh yeah, love it. They had good food, flaming young, all kinds of crazy crap. Uh, I was like, "All right, I know. I am. I'm sure the planning for this was fucking hell, but I do enjoy it." Mm. So that's really the most exciting thing that happened. That that happened like uh, a couple. Yeah, it was like weeks before the holidays really hit off. So I, I don't go. Don't plan your shit around like Christmas ever. That's annoying as fuck to tr- when traveling. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, uh, Foxy. What about you? I had a lot of ham, like copious amounts of ham. Like 
enough ham to make you sick and then not sick and then eat more ham. And I also... That was about it, actually. So there's nothing in your religion that says, do not eat ham. No, I'm not a Rastafarian or a Jew. <laughs> or no, wait, don't Catholics have something on Fridays they don't eat? That's a meat. No. That's, that's, between, oh, that's, just that's in, during Lent, uh, not uh, eating meat on Fridays. I remember when I was in Mexico during, I think it was during Lent that time, whenever Lent, when is Lent? Aren't you Catholic? He, is, he doesn't know what's happening. I was Lent, raised Catholic. Lent is the 40 days between Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Yeah. That's when Lent is. Which is the dates of, or the months of? It goes it by the moon. Yeah. Uh, That's anyways, why sometimes I, Easter is like in the middle of April and sometimes at the end of March. Anyways, yeah. I remember when I was in Mexico on Fridays, they didn't sell meat. <laughs> I just think you're like, okay, anyways, I don't give a fuck. Let's continue yeah, the next story. I'm like, I, I forget the history lesson. But, uh... Foxy, I was looking at your your name here on Skype, and I almost said your name, <laughs> but uh, and I can't pronounce it right, so I won't. So, uh, didn't you have Junkanoo or something? It existed, yeah. I didn't go though. Oh, I thought I, that was during the holiday season. Yeah, it's um, on Boxing Day and New Year's Day. Oh, Boxing Day is a British holiday. Yeah, Boxing Day. So that's the day after Christmas. Yes. Why is it called Boxing Day? Do you know? It's about boxes. I'm not British. Hmm. I don't know. What I, it is. I looked it up last year because I was like, that sounds like a dumb holiday. And I think it really is surrounding around boxes. Like, I think it's like you repackage your old stuff into the boxes that you got your Christmas gifts in. And then you take it to like the less fortunate. I think that's what it is. Probably wrong. That All sounds right. too nice for British people. All right. So this is the deal. We have access to the Internet. So I'm going to look this up right now. Okay. So Boxing Day is a holiday traditionally celebrated following Christmas Day when servants and tradesmen would receive gifts gifts known as a Christmas box from their bosses or employers. In the UK, Barbados, okay, a bunch of countries, so a lot of countries. Um, and the other British former British, yeah, British colonies, yeah. Today, Boxing Day is the bank holiday that generally takes place on the 26th. What the hell is the bank holiday mean? Bank holiday means they close the banks. Uh, isn't that like every day? No. It's literally what it sounds like, Jammer. Yeah, it it's a holiday for the banks. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, anyways, it's continue. like, th- those are the things that are guaranteed that are going to be closed. Government services yeah. and the banks. Which Except sucks. For hospitals. Because cool. most people are broke anyway. Well, hospitals never close unless, I guess, fires or explosions or whatever. <laughs> then it would be Cata- super... Cataclysmic... Bad. Then I guess it would be sort of convenient because then you don't have to carry the victims very far. There's an explosion at the hospital. <laughs> well, I guess if the mortuary is right next to it. The mortuary, the morgue is always very close. Ah. Because it's in the hospital. That's convenient. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, you're, if your establishment is a place that people die at every day, it's convenient to have a morgue. <laughs> Do you have any, like, haunted hospital rumors? I don't talk to people, but there probably are. <laughs> well, I can imagine- I've never sat down and it's like, so you have any good ghost stories about the hospital? Well, I mean, you always have, like, these houses and shit that are haunted because somebody died there. Think about hospitals, man. Thousands of people probably died there. That's probably why it's not haunted. They're it's like a dope. ghost party. The ghosts are probably all fighting each other to get to be the person who haunts the hospital. Meanwhile, nobody gets any work done. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Logic is sound on that one. Uh, so, Jordan, how was your holiday season? 
Um, it was pretty okay. <laughs> I think last time we talked about how I'm actually half Arabic. Mm-hmm. So basically, the last two weeks of December was just like entertaining all my Arabic family. So kind of kind of hectic. But how do you entertain okay. them? Um, <laughs> just mostly it's their kids because, like, my aunt just they're my cousins, but she has kids, but they're literally kids still. So I think they're ten and thirteen, and they get really crazy. And because I'm like the youngest. Besides them, I have to take care of them. Do you do magic tricks? No, we mostly just play video games, but... Nice. I know kids these days are kind of really competitive at them, so they get really upset if I win. So, no, that's just a kid thing in general. Kids just don't like it when they lose. Yeah. I think it's always been the so case. Competitive. I remember one time I cried when I played Monopoly. That was the worst. That's like the one Why? game that can... Why? Because the game wouldn't end? Is that no, you... because I was losing. I was like doing really well. And then my, my freaking... I don't remember who was playing at the time. I think it was one of my cousins was being an asshole and winning. How do you get emotionally invested in Monopoly? Uh, it's... I'm an extremely competitive person. I've never gotten emotionally invested oh, in Monopoly. I, I got so emotionally invested. I, I, was a little, I was little at the time. I was probably like eight. But like... Like all these houses that come together... I get super Wait, invested you... in Uno, which is why I can't play, because it <laughs> yeah. will lead to a fist fight. Yeah, oh, domino, dominoes are, like, always emotional. Dominoes? I love Uno, because I'll always save that, like, plus four card just for the time when someone is getting are you down. Sh- are you sure you play bam. Uno? Are yes. you sure you play? Because you just yes. called it plus four. It is plus four. It's it's draw four. Draw four. Uh, it doesn't matter. There's a it, plus symbol and a four. It totally matters. Yeah. Listen, you will. <laughs> you're you gonna be on the alive. losing end of this fist fight. <laughs> you're all the way over, very very far away in different. No, no, no. Zones. I'm not talking about me specifically. Oh. I'm talking about people who take Uno seriously. Oh. So, try to avoid playing with black and Hispanic people because yeah. you'll die. Especially we have house rules and shit. House rules. What's it? That's actually. Oh, no. Go ahead. That's actually like the game that my entire my entire family plays. But like the adults, mm. like that's their game. But is it normal to cheat throughout all of Uno? Yes. Yes. Okay, because that's what we do. Like that's the only way to have fun with it. Wait, what? You, all right, I've never heard of this cheating that you're say, speaking of. You can't. Okay, Uno is. Um, there are rules for Uno. Nobody reads them. No one knows what the rules are, other than. <laughs> The first person to empty all of their cards wins. And when you get one card, you have to say Uno before the next person does, or you have to draw. And the amount you have to draw depends on who you're playing with. But in general, there are like a bajillion other rules, like... um, Stacking? Like, do you guys stack? Like, you can do plus... I mean, draw two, and then you can do draw two, and then the next person, instead of drawing two, they could lay down a draw two and make the next person draw four? Yes, yeah, do you guys do that? Right. Yeah. No, I've never done that. We also do, um, if you have, for example, if you have three fours in your hand, you can play all of those threes at once. All of those at once. Um, I've never done that. Some, some rules, you can, once you play those, that's the end of your turn. In other rules, um, when you play down multiple cards that are the same, you basically get another turn and you can keep going until you run out of cards that are exactly the same. So you could play three fours 
and then play like six draw twos or whatever. And the person next to you, of course, has to draw all of those. And in other rules, like if you get a bunch of draws handed on you, you play skip and it will go to the next person. F's on that, yeah. So I can see getting pissed off at all this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Actually, you, can, you can go from having one card to literally holding the entire deck in your hand. Yeah. And then, of course, you forget to say Uno. Everybody shits on you for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, no way. That's like they will scream Uno in your face. It's, recently... it's so simple. It's Uno. It's the name of the goddamn game. It's on yeah, the cards. But, you, you're, but the thing is, yeah, you're in it. You're you, you get invo- emotionally invested, and yeah. you lose track, and you're doing all these fucking counters and fucking like trap cards, and to get <laughs> so you only get one card, and then you're like, all right, I got it, and then you fucking forget to say it. And then everyone you, else yells at you. And of course, when you say it, like obviously you're scared to say it because you know that everyone's going to shit on you at that point because they don't want you to win. So yeah, it's no go. Actually, actually, what I was talking about, like, do you guys look at each other's cards? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it happens. If, 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 I don't if, do it on if, purpose. If you happen to see it, yeah. If, oh, if someone is sitting near me if, and I can the see it, I'm going to look holds at it. their hand badly, so it's turned towards me. Yeah. Or, like, they're sitting way too close, so I can't help but see. Then, yes. What about course. passing cards under the table? What no. the fuck? <laughs> it's not that like serious. But... Yeah, like, if the person next to you needs a blue, you give them a blue, so you get rid of one of your cards. But, like... I haven't tried that. No. That's interesting. There, there are no alliances <laughs> in Uno. <laughs> no. It's... But it's actually funny, because I was, uh... Or actually, you can finish the Uno thing first, because I'm changing the subject slightly. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, That's about it. Okay, so like it, the whole thing with me crying at Monopoly, it's funny because I re- that after that point I'm like fuck this I'm never getting emotionally invested in board games or any games like that ever again. And then like uh, I recently played Sorry at a bar. Do you remember that game? <laughs> why did yeah. Why did this particular bar have a have a Sorry table? No, there, they didn't have a Sorry a table. Bars. They just they have, have board games and stuff like stacked I've... up, and you grab them and just play them. Yeah. I've seen a few bars oh. I have. So I hadn't played Sorry since since I was like five or six or something. I got so pissed off that night. That game fucks with you. It's so easy, but then people screw you so hard in it. And it's the most frustrating game ever. And that was actually the first time I've been actually frustrated during a board game in forever. <laughs> like, even in the game of Risk, I don't get pissed off. But you need that country to be able to... Yeah, I usually... I, I don't win at Risk anyway. I basically just try to screw other people over. Because I know I can't win because I'm not strategic enough to win. Just hold hold on to Australia. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Is I hold on to it, or like I make asshole alliances with people around me, and then just sort of have them gang up on one person. So as long as I'm not the first one to get kicked out, I'm usually fine. Wait, is risk like stratego? Stratego. Oh, is it's, that is it's that similar the... to stratego? It, well, it's I guess concept wise, it's like stratego, but not as stratego strategery ish. <laughs> Yeah, because Stratego, I think, is, like, two players only, right? Yeah, that one is two players only, and I think Risk, yeah. you can have six, five or six. Stratego. I'm not sure. I think I used to have that game. Yeah, I used to have I it. remember trying to play it at daycare, and it was really difficult. And it may have been because I was six, but... Um, oh, the Stratego <laughs> was fun. I remember that game. I used to have Oh, now it. you remember it. I'm lo- well, I'm looking at the pictures of it. Yeah, I remember it. It's not at all like that. It kind of is, but not really. Mm. That's um, what I just said. Okay, whatever, man. I'm just I'm giving my two cents into the situation. Um, Thank you. All right, so Dominic, yes, take us into the next topic because 
yeah, stuff. So we haven't had a poll in a long time. I'm just going to segue. So we haven't had a poll in a long time. And I thought I saw a poll that would be pretty interesting. It's about uh, what Japanese readers uh, would like to see the ending of different series. Most of these are long series. Um, so on this Japanese poll website, Goo, they asked 500 of their readers, but 250 male and female, to name series that they're most eager to see the ending of. Uh, and I'll just name ones that we should all know from the top ten. So uh, down at the tenth spot was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I can imagine why they would want to see it end, just because it's super long. And now at this point, it's out of Shonen Jump and into a different monthly Jump manga, so it's going to take even longer. But I feel if you really, really wanted to, you could just end it at part three and not read further. <laughs> it's it's one of those series that each part kind of has its own ending. So if you're going further, you're just kind of torturing yourself if you want to see an actual ending. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all, like, all the parts are different stories. So technically, yeah. at the end of every part, you can technically just stop. To, to me, I believe part, I mean, part one does have its own ending, but it kind of, I feel it needs two and three or at least three. Two. Three, I feel like three. Yes. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. yeah, that's the the conclusion of the Dio Brando story, if you want to call it that. Because if you just end at part one, you're like the main character is dead. Spoilers. I'm like now I'm now I'm sad, and then you're just gonna have this sad feeling. And plus, part one to me wasn't really all that great. Uh, number nine is Nana, which I haven't seen the anime, but you tell me. It's... Fuck that show! <laughs> it's, it, 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 it like it, that. It, that those were my stories when the when the anime were coming out. God, I remember that. I remember watching it. I got about I think sixteen episodes in, and I was like, I could just feel the impending heartbreak coming up. I don't want to watch any more of it. Oh, I love Is she it. Pregnant yet? At episode? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. No, no. she got pregnant. Ah, fuck once you get pregnant like nothing had happened but i could just tell the way like the the pieces were being moved around the board i was just like oh my god things are going to just be so sad like, and I, they continue to be sad they yeah. will continue to be sad like I, i'm I surprised read... that the manga is still going on at though that's because um well she got sick midway somewhere so she oh. she was taking hiatuses yeah i don't think she's released a chapter in like seven years oh wow yeah it's been yeah. a while Okay, so that would explain that. All right. Uh, number eight on the list is Hajime no Ippo, or English Fighting Spirit. No, so we're over, that show so, should never end. So we're, over, yeah, so we're over a thousand chapters, and I guess now Jammer has recently watched it, at least some of Listen, the Listen, when, uh, when, when Ippo wins all of boxing, that's when you have to stop. <laughs> when he wins all of boxing. <laughs> How do you win all of boxing? No, he'll win all of boxing, and then they'll be like, let's do a spinoff where he's in MXC now. And doing all that. Exactly. You can keep going. Or they could just start going beyond the world and into other planets. <laughs> no, let's not do that. That's that just would be stu- so good. Inazuma, thir- well, Inazuma I, I, 11 has already on. done that. I, 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 I want to see the fucking poster, the fight poster for that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do I. It would be amazing. No, but, like, I, I watched that show, you know, back when, you know, Genion or Pioneer, whatever it was at the time, did, like, the dub back in the day. That's how I was introduced to it, when it was, like, Fighting Spirit in, uh, in America. And... I fucking loved that show. It was so addictive. And then, like, uh, years passed and stuff. And then every couple of years, they'd come out with, like, a new series of it. And mm. I would just fall in love mm. with it all over again. And that happened recently, too, with, uh, I think, a couple, like, a year and a half or two years ago, they came out with Rising. Yeah. A new series. And I watched that again. So good. Every single time, that show just completely just draws me in. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hope the uh, the anime comes back soon. Yeah, I don't really care about yeah. the ending. I don't give a fuck. It's just no. It doesn't to need to happen. 
Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch. It, it, it's one They're, of those shows that I'm okay with it just going on and on because it's just fun to watch each. And I am, that. I am sad that there's no way that's coming out like the manga is coming out in America. That's really sad. There was that's actually too something much of an investment. Yeah, for sure. There was actually something about the manga I wanted to bring up, but should we stay on? No, go, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. We're, on We're it. talking about Hajime no Ippo, so go for it. Uh, so recently, did you hear that Kodansha basically had this initiative, Kodansha in Japan, where they're doing digital versions of all of their magazines? I did hear about that, yeah. Because I think Shonen Jump didn't do that till last year when they had that one special color issue. Do you remember that? No. You, you don't remember? Uh, they How do you not the, remember the entire Shonen Jump digital issue where it was all in color? Yeah, I have a bad memory. Like I'm anyways, sure. go for it. Yeah, they did that, and then they just started the digital co- publication with that issue. But that's one of the Shueisha's few that they do that for. Mm-hmm. But so Kodansha did an initiative where everything is digital now. But there's only three authors that didn't do it, and one of the authors is the guy who made Fighting Spirit. So Fighting Spirit, you can't get in digital form at all. Wait. So wait, didn't you say it's all going to be digital? Yeah, everything's digital. So you can like in Japan, you can buy. Um, Weekly Shonen Magazine, which is Kodansha's weekly magazine, but everything's in it except for what do you call it? Um, oh. Fighting Spirit, Hajime no Ippo. Wow. Yeah. And then the two other guys who did it are also notorious for hating digital, which is guy who did Sam Dunk. What is it? Kacha oh, Takehiko Inoue. Take Inoue. Inoue, yeah. And then the other one is the one that everybody loves, Monster, 2060 oh, Boys. Oh, Naoki Urasawa. Urasawa. yeah. I fucking love that guy. But does do you not like that they do that? Like I kind of feel bad that they hate digital so much. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, yeah, but I mean they'll die, and then their <laughs> stuff is gonna be released right. digitally. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, because someone else will get the rights, and they'll be like, "Yeah, fuck it, put it on digital. I don't care. I no, their their kids or whatever are gonna be like, look, dad is dead. We like money. We can't make any more <laughs> money. It's like dad's dead. Like I don't want to get a job. Let's just do digital. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like, uh, I really don't, if I can get a hold of something, I don't really care how it is, if it's digital or not. I mean, obviously it's more convenient yeah. if it is digital. Um, but, but that, yeah, but that's why it kind of sucks because the only way you'd ever see Fighting Spirit is digital because it's just so long. Mm-hmm. And then I think the only, like, I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen, but the tiniest possibility is that maybe Crunchyroll would do it because they have their, like, they have really cheap translations for their manga. Yeah. And they can, like, they've already done other series where, like, in a month, they'll release, like, 30 volumes at once. So they can do it, but it'll just never happen because he doesn't want digital available. Do you guys have, do either, any of you subscribe to the Crunchyroll manga stuff at all? Uh, There's news about that recently, too. Did you hear about it? No. What's up? So I think it was two days ago they announced that as long as you have uh, anime membership, you have a manga membership now. Oh, shit. That's oh. awesome. Because it used to be the only way you could get it is through their full access, where you also have drama, yeah, which is like a hundred dollars a year. Well, when so you now, say it like you... that, it sounds expensive. <laughs> but when you say it like a normal, I was human uh, being... about to say a hundred dollars a month. I was like, wait a minute. No, it's like yeah. it's like <laughs> it's, it's, that's a steep price. That, I mean, I don't like like Casey uh, like Nomita that, that much. much. But it's like what fifteen or eighteen dollars a, a month or something. It's like we got Liar Game. Yeah. We have to put we cool. have to put the price up. If you buy it for a year, you can get the anime membership for $60, and now the anime membership includes the manga. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good deal. Because it used to be they had a manga-only membership, but they yeah. discontinued that a few months ago. And then it was $40 a, oh, it was forty dollars a year, and then you'd get 
as much manga as you wanted. Do you but know, no anime. Do you know if that's a, you can read the, the manga through like their app? Yeah, their app is really good. I'm actually a huge fan of Crunchyroll manga. Cause, it's cause, so good. Like I read so many weekly series. Okay, because that's that actually because I haven't touched the. I thought it was exclusive. I haven't even paid attention to it. So now that no, you can actually read it on like your app, like maybe on a tablet or something. Oh, they've had that since like it premiered. Oh yeah, see, I didn't look at it. They have it for assumed. yeah, they, for iOS and then Android. I have Android and it's really good. But then they also. Their other announcement with that was that they finally got the back catalog for some of their titles, which is the two big ones are Fairy Tale and Attack on Titan. Oh, so you nice. can read all of that on there now. Because their previous initiative was that once it comes out in print, they'll take down the digital. But now you can read everything. Oh, look at that. That's really cool. Yeah, I But it's it right like now. a, it's an indefinite thing. So they only have it for three months at least. So three, fr- three months from now, they may take down what's in print. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that sucks. It's like up in the air. Well, hopefully it works out for them, because I actually yeah. would really want to read uh, both of those. Yeah. I haven't read either of them. Uh, So actually, th- yeah, so Naoki Urasawa, he's really renowned for hating digital. Yeah. That really sucks, and I know that that's one of the main reasons as well. Not the hating digital, but just the fact that I guess he's so expensive, why we're never going to get like Billy Bat over here for yeah. a long time. Is he still working on that, or is he working on something else? Does he? No, he's still he's still working on it. He, it goes on hiatus sometimes, though, because he's mainly just the artist for it. I think. Oh, is like it? his yeah, like I think Monster. He was being supervised by somebody else. Like he co-wrote it. Yeah, but, Monster definitely was not his own piece of work. I know that, but I thought everything yeah. else pretty much was. I guess not. No, Billy Bat is totally written by a different guy. Yeah. And he does. Oh. The Actually, no, it's written by him and Takahashi Nagasaki, who's like his producer, quote-unquote, who helps. I guess if you you can kind of liken him to maybe like an editor, like a super editor. Are you talking about Billy Bat or Monster? I'm talking about Billy Bat, because I know he's worked with uh, Takahashi Nagasaki for like, or Takashi Nagasaki for, um, on on other projects. I want to say Pluto, maybe? Or something else, but I forget, but... Yeah, I know he a does lot of the... do a lot of the writing for. Or Wait, what? Well, well, what'd you say? Are you talking about Takashi Nagasaki? Yeah, yeah, he co-authored uh, Pluto. Pluto, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. And from what I hear, I, I forgot where I got this. I think it was like a documentary that I saw on YouTube or something where Nagasaki is more like a, you know, overall directional type of contra- contributor. Like he just sort of gives the the series direction and tells you know him he can go oh go this way or that way rather than actually being sort of in there and writing it with him. If that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Right, so, are you guys fans of Naoki Urasawa? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, like, I, I love we have Naki a Pluto Rosawa. review that we'll eventually do one day before. We <laughs> yeah, no you, no, you won't. Fate yeah. is against that. Yeah, have, have you guys? Have you guys read Twentieth Century Boys? I actually, I got about thirteen volumes into it, and then I couldn't afford to keep buying it because I was poor at the time, and only recently did I actually get most of them but i haven't read them yet so i bought it like but, I, but i love it but i actually really love it like i remember when there's like a huge twist i think around volume three or four or five or something and yeah. i was really upset but it took me a while to get back into it after that i wasn't really upset i just kind of like it kind of threw me off the the whole momentum just kind of got taken away from the story at that point yeah and uh but yeah i actually like what happens there a lot more in retrospect plus i really like the direction it goes from there there's like a lot of of those twists where it kind of changes pace all of a sudden, but yeah. then it gets back up to what it was before. Right, and I guess the, my main 
gripe with his stories is that they're really long, so it's really easy to sort of forget stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like the little details and stuff. And it's kind of like certain TV shows like 24, where it's just like, wow, what happened in episode three really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's kind of yeah. frustrating. That's actually funny because the perfect way how I would summarize like the experience of reading it, because I bought it like in bulk, like Right Stuff had one of their sales mm-hmm. and they had, it was like 50% off. So I bought all the, vo- the volumes and then I read it all in one weekend and it basically felt like watching a TV show. Yeah. Like it kind of reminded me of Lost, but I'm one of the few people that actually really do like Lost for all of its flaws. Oh, everybody loves so, Lost. They just hate the ending. A lot of people will say they love to hate it instead of that they genuinely love it. I I like it despite of its flaws, not mm-hmm. in spite, you know, whatever. But yeah. so that's what it was kind of like. But it didn't feel as good as any of those like American TV show equivalents. Like it wasn't great to me in the end. Like it was just like watching a really good episode of like some sort of like ABC original. Wait, ABC's the bad one, but they had lost. But you know what I mean? Like one of those sci-fi original shows. Oh. Sci-fi like the genre, not the channels. This is so confusing. Okay. Yeah, but you know, like everybody loved that one show. What is it? Fringe. Yeah. It, it reminded me of something like that, hmm. where just like you just read it and it has like a good story and then has an overarching story, but it wasn't like inspiring or anything i mean that's that's kind of how i feel about all of his works i think i like it more than than you like that but you know monster kind of was like that as well yeah Um, i want to get monster once it all comes out because i think it's going to take years yeah it'll take a while they're doing it like every other month mm -hmm. yeah i remember i got the uh the old volumes the smaller versions was it viz who put yeah viz published them yeah looking at right now back in the but they're republishing them right now it's a good series it, and it's really fun to read, but yeah, like you said, it kind of is TV show esque, which is why I think I think Pluto is his strongest work because it's shorter and more just fulfilling. I think of a read than most of his stuff. Yeah, I've been. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I haven't read Pluto. It's really good. You should definitely read it, and it's like eight volumes, I think. Yeah, it is eight. I'm looking at them right now. Mm-hmm. So Dominic, next. Yeah, yeah, we were doing a poll. That's right. Um... <laughs> Uh, number seven is Oishinbo. I don't know what Oishinbo is. Oishinbo. Read it. It's the cooking one. It's yeah, a cooking manga. It's put out. From what I looked at. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cooking manga, and it was released in America completely out of order. Um, <laughs> well, it's it was been like going a, on it was since like a, It was like a best hits. Yeah, kind of like a best hits thing. So it's like in some in some volumes or chapters, the two main characters are married, and sometimes they're not. It doesn't really make <laughs> sense, but whatever. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a long-running cooking manga from, like, the 80s, and it's still going on. I was like, why? How? How? But How do you do this? It's interesting, though, because a lot of people really love it. Like, I think it's fun to read as well, but, like, I guess I'm very... I'm a lot pickier. I, I think uh, my taste in food is probably a lot more boring than most people. So, like, when they say, oh, this, this food, and that, I'm like, that sounds disgusting. I wouldn't want to eat that. Caviar is not as disgusting as you would think. It's okay. It's very salty. Has anyone else read Oishinbo? I've, like, read part of it, but it just, it didn't seem like my thing. Just because I like the linear stories more, mm-hmm. and I don't like all the jumping around. Because what they did is they split it up, I think, by not just, like, best hits, but by, what do you call it, type of food. Like, yeah, I think yeah. I read the sushi volume, and then, so they just took all the sushi chapters from the original manga, and they like, just put them all in one volume. Right. Hey, Dominic, I have a question about this poll. I just realized. Is this... Correct. Yeah. Is this uh, the poll for shows or series they want to end or th- that they want to see the ending for? See the ending for. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Is there something the, the, happening those, in Oishinbo the, that is just I getting... feel like it's it's a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. I think when I was reading the list, uh, and you'll see as we go on later, I feel like they are kind of ones that people are like, okay, are you going to end sometime? <laughs> you know, that kind yeah, of... Yeah, that's I feel like, because, you know, I, I'm sure Hajime no Ippo's... I, I don't think anyone's these... waiting for something specific to happen. I think Yeah, because kinda... I believe most of these are series that have been going on for over 10 years. Yeah. Because you had JoJo, which is going on for ten, over 10 years. Obviously, you got Nana, Nana, Hajime no Ippo, Oshimbo, number six on the list, Gogo 13, which has been going on a long time. He kills um, everyone. That's the end. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it number five hunter hunter um that one's been plagued by hiatuses and as far as an ending goes i can watch the anime and just say that is the ending for me if, no, if yeah if, it's totally if, not yes it can it can end that way if you really yeah. wanted to it's it like it's work. like it's like stopping you know dragon ball after the cell saga it really no. doesn't need to go further like the anime is like okay and then he talked to his dad, and everything was happy, except for when his dad disappeared and yeah, but, became the villain. Yeah, but the thing, the, hero. The, yeah, but the thing about Hunter Hunter is, the, Gon's original goal was to meet his father and find yes, out why he left so, him. He met his father. His goal is accomplished. He has nothing Hunter, else to live no, for. He could die. He's coming. He's coming up with a new goal. Yeah, once you Meanwhile, get your goal, you die in life. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Hunter Hunter, the Jin stories is about to start, and how does everybody not want that? I do want that. I was actually kind of getting invested into it. And I was I had to read through it a few times before I was like really understood what was going on because there were like multiple stories going on. And I'm like, where's God? Oh, who gives a shit? Nah, you know, the the story many... strong. The story and the characters are strong enough. You don't need a main character. How many chapters did he get into the new arc? Was it only like eight? Because he didn't get enough for a volume. Like that's really frustrating. I think it was more than it had to be more than eight because I think it was less than ten because if it was ten, I don't know why they wouldn't release a volume of it. You know what I mean? Maybe their licensing thing oh. has to be renegotiated, probably. Or they figure if they start releasing this, people are going to be really mad that it stops. Yeah, well, I, I think it's worse to have them because literally, like, they don't exist in Japan. Like, there's no publication you can get. Unless you go to, like, used bookstores. Like, it's not in print, any of those chapters, even though they exist. So, I think it would make more sense to at least get to a point where they could publish the book. And if they could publish it, then I think they would. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to look up how many chapters. Because, I mean, a volume is generally, what, nine? Nine nine to ten. chapters. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it was less than ten, you could still do a volume. It'll just be a short volume. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. Because now it's been on, like, for months. So all those people were like, oh, I'll just wait for the Tenkoban, and then they just can't even get it. Yeah, Tagashi had back problems, I guess, so whenever his back feels better. <laughs> that poor fucking guy, that guy, man, I feel so bad for him, because I bet you, if we were to see him, he's, like, decrepit as fuck, and just can barely move, and everyone's like, stupid Tagashi always taking hiatuses and shit, and he's, like, dying for his he's- art. If you see this guy, he's probably... His art actually doesn't look like he's sick at all anymore. Well, um, the Sailor Moon anime new one is running, so perhaps when that ends, then he'll come back. I mean, it's only been almost seven months, seven months since you released a chapter. That's that's nothing. <laughs> really? It's, it's been seven so months? Oh, my God. Yeah. It feels it's like how- it's been four months to me. <laughs> Do you think this last arc will be the final arc? No. No, <laughs> really? he's building. He's building it up too large, too too grand of a scale to make it that. This, be the okay, to put it in 
this arc is the equivalent of like the first arc after a time skip. Oh god. In any other manga? So, no. Is there any reason I, he just didn't, I don't know, end it? Just go like, okay, it's over. Because he seems like... He, I think he probably wanted to, but as he was about to fall asleep, he got the most <laughs> awesome idea in his entire life. And he's like, these pe- these assholes aren't going to be ready for this shit. And he just like starts writing and he delivers Apparently it to Apparently his editor. back wasn't ready for it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. My theory about his back... Has to do. You have oh, a theory the about his back. <laughs> Listen, because is this the first say, time you said about the back, though? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah they, when people say that a grown man has back issues who's not like sixty something, the first thing I think when I hear back problems, I hear got his back blown out, right? Right. Which is a colloquialism for getting fucked <laughs> until you can't stand. <laughs> and being that Sailor Moon is also an anime, I figure, you know, they were a little excited. I forgot how old they were. <laughs> and then he couldn't get out of bed the next day. So she fucked, she fucked him so hard that he couldn't move for months? Her or someone else did. I don't know. Wow. Um,. But, I mean, couldn't he, if he really wanted to, just write down, like, what the hell's supposed to happen in the next chapter or do quickie little storyboards, you know, little little sketches and it's just be like, here, editors, do that. You heard that you, you heard that you said if he wants to. Yeah, right? that's that's why I said that. I said if he wants to, because I know he, he seems like the kind of person that's like, no, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to do it right. Dude, this think, guy's going to die in, like, five years. He's no, not even, he's almost, like, he's he's not even old. Like, he's, I know, he's 48. I'm looking I, at it right now. Like, he's 48, but he probably has such an unhealthy lifestyle. I just saw a picture of him. He looks <laughs> like a fucking slob. Look at this guy. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But, so, I have a question. Is it, do you guys think the majority of why there's so many hiatuses is health issues or, like, mental issues? Like, he's just not mentally prepared to go on for a certain amount of time. <laughs> I think it's laziness issues. And this yes. that's what picture, I think it is too. This picture is actually um if you remember the end of Greed Island, um uh-huh. the dude whose room they go into. Oh Dwoon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That whole yeah. thing was a joke based off this. Yeah. By the way, I'll post I'll post the pictures on the on the show notes of the site so you That's hilarious. You gotta see this. It's <laughs> it's disgusting. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure there are all kinds of roaches living in he probably could show up on hoarders almost it's, but it's bad that's not like an unhealthy person though. that's like an unhealthy lifestyle you know what i mean like he's not physically i mean but ill in that in that picture no yes true he's playing video games he's obviously not physically. but it looks like his yeah. left foot may not exist <laughs> <laughs> he got hungry Good Lord, he starts eating himself but i know like his his forward for the very first volume is like he won't give up because that's apparently near the end of yu yu show i haven't Watched a Red Yu Hawk show, but apparently there was a lot of issues or whatever, and then that's why he ended it or something, right? You guys know more about it? So it could have gone on longer? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, he, he couldn't it's take long enough. the whatever. It's he, in the forward for Hunter. He couldn't keep up with the, the demand of what they were asking from him. Yeah. So but, they, that's yeah. kind of why he has tenure right now. So now he says, I set my own schedule. Yeah, that's the Very reason much. why he's able to do the shit that he's doing right now. Power because... to the guy, man. He's living the dream. Doing what, <laughs> I mean, he, wa- doing what he, he wants only when he wants to. He fucking saved the publication. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho was huge. 
Yeah, so, it's a lot. It's a lot it, was a, it was a greater impact than a lot of people uh, really. Uh, yeah. I have mad respect for this guy, as disgusting he may be. <laughs> I I would love to be able to have the kind of job where you're like, fuck, I don't want to show up for like seven months. Okay, now I'm back. Yeah, you know, it's you like, got I, my seat held for me, right? I was getting bored, uh, and I got bored from my break, so I'm ready to come back, and we'll just uh, I can work for a few months, right? And that's that's good. I feel like that to a point, but I'm like, okay, I'm like a really big stickler for scanlations. Like I don't read any scanlations, mm-hmm. but that's why like I put a lot of stock behind the creators. And that's why I don't like news like the what we were talking about earlier where you find out these creators hate digital. And it's like, oh, well, then I kind of feel like those are people that I wouldn't really want to know in real life. You know what I mean? Because I mean, they seem close-minded. Well, they're, they're, probably, heroes, they're probably old. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. They don't fully understand um, that digital doesn't mean that they're stealing it. Like yeah. you, could, you could actually, like 10 years ago, you couldn't get people to pay for digital, but you could get people to pay for it now. Yeah. Yeah. But but then like so the thing with Togashi is that to a point like I like I really like his work but at the same time he's rich and he's made a success off of it but his whole success is based off of this imaginary thing that humans has made up which is like the right to your original stories which is hey hey it's not it's hey. not a right it's a privilege hey hey but... hey wait why is you're basically saying you think supporting artists is dumb in general because it's not real. No, I think it's important. But I think he's saying I, it's, it's, it's think copyright. What are you saying? Yeah, what are you saying? I'm curious. I'm confused. Like the two, so the two writers in this conversation, <laughs> we're just like, like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just waiting here. <laughs> what like, shit are you pulling right now? Okay, what it is is that like I don't read scanlations, and the reason I don't do that isn't because of the copyright. It's because I respect the creators. Okay. So mm-hmm. the the whole thing, like the whole copyright thing, copyright doesn't exist. That's something that humans made up. It's to, like to to respect each other's boundaries and like your agreement as a citizen, all that stuff. Right, okay. So, like, when they when their entire living is based off of that, and then I feel like they don't respect the people who are giving them their living, then it just kind of makes me feel bad. It doesn't make me like them so much. Because, like, I don't know if Togashi's, like, the type of person, like, I'd ever want to meet in real life, you know what I mean? I don't know if any manga artist I want to meet in real <laughs> life, to be honest. I'd probably, you know, end up with a cigarette addiction and a horrible lifestyle. I yeah. think either way, you'd probably just be massively disappointed in the kind of person they are. Because yeah, they just live and breathe their work usually, right? I'm more, I'm more interested in what's in your brain, not yourself. No. <laughs> That's more what it is, because it's just what they're thinking up. It's really yeah. what what it is. But I mean, but do you ever feel like? Because I know I'm probably like in the minority. But do you ever feel like you do expect them to at least kind of respect that? You're part of, like, their livelihood, you know what I mean? Uh, I I would expect that from newer artists or newer people. I wouldn't expect it from anyone who's been doing it for 15 years or more. Simply because that's just not what they grew up with. It's not what they're accustomed to. It's not what they understand. And they're probably too involved in their own lives and own work to actually understand how much things are changing. Yeah. I think that whole thing is a dangerous, slippery slope. Um, because the audience starts to feel entitled not only to your time, um, but to a certain give and take, uh, which is really weird because, okay, I'm making a product and you're buying it. You don't have to buy it. I don't have to make it. Like it. Well, we technically, it's not always a product. Sometimes it's a service. Like So Viz Manga is like specifically like whenever you buy a volume, they're providing you with a service. They make sure you know that. And a product as well. 
It's basically yeah. a product. It's a product. It's something you could buy. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically it's a service to read a product, but it's a product that you're, you know, giving the right. It, you're giving. It, the it, yeah, we're splitting hairs when it comes to that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. it, service is when you start thinking of service, it's it's more manual kind of. Work. Yeah, they're like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and, and and stuff like this, I feel like it's like. I mean, if it's service, like they deliver the books to you, then yeah, that's a service. <laughs> But other than that, it's it's still well, that that is like what digital manga is. Like yeah, you... every every time you check out, they make you click the button to be like, you know, we're not giving you anything physical. This is just a license for you to read our work. Like every time you make a purchase on Viz Manga, they make you yeah, read and it. and a license is a product, unfortunately. So, yeah. I mean, like pretty much whenever you buy a freaking DVD, it's literally just a license for you to have play it. A yeah. licensed oh. copy. Yeah, it's a licensed copy, so it's the same deal. So I I consider it more of a product. Is it like any time I watch like an NFL game or an NBA yes. game, and they're like you, they're like the it can't be the disseminated only, or anything. The, they're basically telling you that the only thing you can do is watch this right now as it's live. Like yeah. you don't actually have the authority. Basically, a to rewatch it later, which is hilarious. Yeah, and, because what about DVR? <laughs> And B, I think they just haven't changed it since time immemorial. Yeah. Memorial. And also, you don't have the right to show it to a large group of people, which is really funny. Yeah, good Because bars and also parties. So, yeah. Or disseminate anything that happens in it. So I can't tell anyone about what happened in the game. <laughs> and you also, you, you can never post highlights. Because ESPN had to pay massively for the right to be able to do that. However, uh. if you post highlights on YouTube, technically it falls under certain copyright things to where maybe they could actually do it because they're discussing it or something. <laughs> no, they, 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 they take that down immediately. They, would they? Oh, yeah. Have you, have you ever been on YouTube trying to watch uh, highlights from like the FIFA? No, I haven't. I... You, you'll see them for a minute and then they're gone. So I don't watch sports or anything, but <laughs> I can literally say any of the sports highlights I've ever seen have been on YouTube. Like, I have never sp- seen sports on TV. Like, the only thing I've ever seen is, like, if they have a YouTube video and they'll be, like, best goal ever. Or they'll be, like, guy rams his face into the goalpost. Those are, like, yeah. the only things <laughs> I've ever seen in sports. I mean, usually, usually I mean, like, uh, obviously I'm referring to things like, uh, I think it was during like the World, World Cup. Cup or something yeah, things like, like that. that something or, super huge. But, I mean, there are times where they have things that are, I mean, I've been able to find whole games on YouTube, and these were like old games from like say the yeah. 80s or the 70s. And are they posted for a while too? Like, all the stuff I've seen is usually because, like, I'm behind the times, is like some video that has like 3 million views that was posted like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like not I like mean, it was just up there for a day and then it got taken down. Yeah, like, I mean, I was able to watch like game four of the 89 World Series, the whole entire game broadcast, no commercials and stuff. I so, mean, I mean, they have the things there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's probably a certain time limit where they're just like, eh, fuck it, who gives a shit? But anyways, we had a list, so there's four more left. Uh, there's there's <laughs> Glass No Common, which I've never seen. Wait, what is it called? Glass No Common. Glass Mask is what Glass it's called. Mask. Wait, did Foxy have a point, though? I kind of got her off topic, sorry. Oh, go for it. Well, didn't you have a point about, like, I think the product, Foxy? All I was saying is, it's beginning to come to the point where the audience is oh, acting yeah, yeah. as though the creator of the content is a puppet that they manipulate. Yeah. Um, that you put money into and then they make stuff. And I think instead of it being 
okay, the artist doesn't respect the audience, which is basically by dicking around and um, being an asshole in public to people. Um, you now have the problem where the audience is the problem. And it's really hard to navigate because if you're starting out as a writer, you basically have to be all things to all people to get them to buy your stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you're um, striking out on your own instead of having like a large publishing company behind you. You kind of have to be the nicest person in the world. And then everyone's pretty much waiting for the one day that you're not to destroy you and there's like no reason to do any of this it's just i buy your work i'm one of 200 people that do so you have to do exactly what i want you to do yeah um and you find that all across um creative work i guess from music to art um to movies to books comics all that and i guess you actually brought up a good point the way you worded it you said you know I give you money, you produce something. It's not like that. Like they, they're not really understanding that it's the other way around where I produce and you buy rather than you, you know, you're not giving me money to make it. I'm making something and then you're giving me money. All right. And I think what helped to blur the line uh, was things like Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, while it's a wonderful thing because people feel like they're getting in on the before production phase. Um, they're not that- producers. Right. Yeah. They tr- they try to pitch it like that. That's that's how they get you into it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're more or less like a bank that we can go to. And we don't have to pay you back. All we have to do is produce what we were going to produce anyway, except now we have more money to do it than we did. Mhm. So. Yeah. Yeah. See, I totally get and then I know there are fans that are like super like entitled my thing is like so I I have I've never pirated Hunter Hunter Hunter, but I just don't like it sometimes when I feel like the creator's kind of an a hole. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm not gonna go out of my way to pirate it. But it's just I just don't like that. Like it makes me not want to support them sometimes. I don't feel like he is. I just feel like no. But I mean, there are other people too. Like I know there's like a certain series that everybody loves, but I'm not a fan of. And he kind of like takes hiatuses all the time too. Can you guess what it is? No. It's. Preserve. Oh. Oh yeah. No one yeah. cares. Like, like we've been. It was it in since nineteen ninety two. Nobody like yeah. the series is older than some anime fans and almost as old as others. Nobody cares that he takes breaks because when he does come back, shit is good. So to me, as a writer, it's like if it takes like first of all, I think that the the weekly writing schedule is absurd. I think that um, there is no humane way that you can expect people um unless they put that own imposition on themselves that you could expect them to produce weekly and for it to be flawless so would you prefer a monthly schedule i don't i I would i would honestly prefer um if uh manga comics whatever was like okay you give people the time to do something or you buy a certain amount of chapters from them or whatever and they give it to you when it's finished because to me, oh. you you like artificially are forcing people into creating story arcs that they may not have or, thought up, or even like maybe either weekly or monthly, but then have like breaks, like legit yes. breaks, like you know, yeah, 
Like seasons? Yeah, like seasons, like kind of like the TV season and shit, like all that stuff, something like that. And or yeah. like in a year, they have to hand in 40 chapters. It doesn't matter when they do it. Yeah. Oh, as long as you have the 40 chapters and then you can plan for it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say necessarily that like weekly, like weekly schedules, like, what do you call that? Like depreciate the creative process? Because I think there's like a lot of other manga that are weekly manga that I think have much more cohesive stories in Hunter x Hunter. Like I really like Hunter x Hunter, but I kind of feel like there's very clear breaks in it where you're like, okay, yeah, he totally took a break here. Like didn't, I think you guys mentioned on the podcast, didn't he take a break right when the bomb went off? Um, and that's, that's so, probably what I was told. I don't remember because yeah. I, I take breaks from Hunter Hunter. Oh, okay. I take breaks from everything. <laughs> so so you the break. Yeah. <laughs> Togashi's taking a break. Fine. I'll take a break. I'll come back when he comes back. I but don't the, have the, any problem with that. Yeah, but there's totally times where the time in between, like sometimes, like a much shorter time is way more detrimental. I mean, a much longer time is way more de- detrimental than a much shorter time. Because then you have I, stuff like, you know, like I don't know if you guys are fans of the superhero movies. Like I like superhero movies. I'm not a big fan, but you get stuff like Spider-Man three or X-Man three, and then like their issues come from this huge time where they just have not making the movie, and they get all this fan feedback, and like okay, now I have to please these fans for it. I think their issues come from uh, we have to make another movie or we're going to lose the license. That's well, where their issues come from. Well, stuff like the third X-Men movie, which is like, he specifically said he's like... Spider-Man movie. Just, yeah. It's the same issue. Yeah, but then like he talks, um, I think it was the director for Spider-Man 3, where, I mean, not Spider-Man, X-Men 3, where a lot of the stuff that's in that movie is in that movie because during like the off-season between movie shoots, he's just trying to take in so much feedback. What do, like, what mutants do the fans want to see? Like, what, like, what characters do they want to see dying? Like, stuff like that. And then so he basically tried to cram it all into the movie. Yeah, also, that's... the director of the third movie was not the director of the first yeah, two. Yeah, the first yeah. two, yeah. Fucking so Brett that's... Ratner. And he's yeah. notoriously horrible, so... I don't know. I like Rush Hour 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that was... <laughs> that's, the it, that's, thing, it. that's it. That's it. That's all I like. Yeah. But, like, Rush I Hour like... 3 was shit. I remember that. That was disappointing. He doesn't, like, number 3 is bad for him. Yeah. Um... Yeah. But, but yeah, only... like, oh sorry girl. to me i don't i don't have a problem with writers taking breaks because i know that it sometimes it happens that you just don't have shit like you you got nothing and yeah if you're still trying to force me to release something this week like you're gonna get me peeing on a page basically <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I like just creatively, I have nothing. And what I see a lot of times, um, I didn't know this has happened to me personally, is sometimes you, you take. No, I've never peed. Well, I can't say that, but I've never peed on a page. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say I never peed on a page. Or you couldn't say that. Um, basically, what I'm saying is that when you take breaks from your material, a lot of times you come back fresher. And it's also like, you have more time to think about the material when you're not like sitting down artificially trying to force yourself to write something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can sometimes you can see where that time has been beneficial to them because it's like six chapters of just them walking and nothing really happening, and then all of a sudden it's just like um, rapid fire plot stuff happens immediately out of nowhere. And to me, that's it's clear when they've had time to sit down and plot out where they actually want the story to go next, as opposed to 
okay, we got to put something on these 17 pages and hand them in because my editor is about to cut my head off. Like they're literally behind me with a sword and they'll just replace me with a clone. So. Yeah. But it is like a gray zone, right? Like it, it's not like you're not saying that like more time is always good. Like more time is sometimes bad, right? I mean, it depends on the person. It yeah, could yeah. be it could be worse, but it's only like if you're the kind of person that like um always is questioning yourself, then more time would be horrible. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Some people thrive under constant pressure, a lot of people don't. It just depends yeah. on how you work. But for as far as long term, you know, health and well being that's definitely not a good way of doing things. But when it comes to producing product, for some people, I'm sure it's fantastic. Anyways, Dominic. What was oh, next? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been reading a book while waiting for you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, number four was uh, Glass Mask. Uh, number three, One Piece. So, apparently, Japanese people are waiting for the ending of One Piece, or they want it to end. Either or. One of those two. Yeah, one of those two. It's not going to end for a long time. Well, my guess is 2027. That I've been on that for about a year and a half. <laughs> I think 2027 is the year it's going to end. I'm sticking nah, to it. I'm going to say 2025. And if it's prices right rules, anything below 2025, I win. Okay. I, I uh, said 2020. Uh, or no, that's going over. You say 2020? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I say $1. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate you. Why do you say uh, 2020, Foxy? Oh, I accidentally pulled my headphones out laughing, so I I didn't hear the question. Oh, why do you say uh, 2020? I think people are growing frustrated with it. Mm. Um, So it's going to... And then with Bleach Naruto ending, that's room for other manga to take over. Mm -hmm. So I also add some pressure, too. Yeah, I think younger people are going to start turning away from it. Yeah. And you're going to be left with... Audiences don't care. Right. Do something. And that something will most likely be, and One Piece will end in a year. That sort of thing. I think 10 years ago, I was more confident that it could go on forever. Now, I'm not so much. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. We shall Jerry, see. why do you say 2027? Uh, just he keeps adding more shit into the pot. Um, he's always bringing up more questions than answering, and it's just like, oh, this is a long time. You know, the current arc we've been in forever at this point. It's the longest arc ever in One Piece, I think. And it still isn't really contributing a whole lot to, like, getting towards the end. So it just, he he, it seems like it's adding more steps along the way. So, yeah. That's why. It just, yeah. It just seems Speaking like of season season breaks, I think if the anime took season breaks, it'd probably be a little better. Quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be way better. I would actually watch it if it did that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, for sure. They need to do that, but obviously they're thinking with their dollar signs. That's not the right way of saying it. But you you'll, know still I mean. make, you'll still make dollar signs. Yeah, but probably, the thing is that they, they probably won't make as much. <laughs> so and Toei has plenty of other properties to use uh, for anime anyways. Uh, moving on, number two. This one I like, and I do want to see this one end, is Detective Conan. And I want to see it end sometime within the next couple of years, but who knows? I don't know. I don't, never know how, 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 uh, how close are they to a uh, semi-conclusion? Nowhere. Nowhere. Okay. Is there, 
Like, I, I only watched, like, I think the first season of the TV show. Is there actually character development in that show? Or are they, there like, is. the same characters they are in the second episode? But there is. They actually introduce new characters. There, there's a lot going on. Like, once the, that's the problem when it comes to these detective mystery shows is that the moment you start kind of going into the plot, there's, like, a lot of background music on my end for some reason. That's uh, uh, but then someone but then someone dies, right? But then someone dies. Uh, but no, it's uh, because of the the way the thing was set up is that there is a shadow organization that this guy has to figure out what they're doing and how he to get his body back. So there's a lot going on. I mean, he has he's at least gotten to the point where he he knows the chick that developed it. Uh, she doesn't have the formula, so yet she has to recreate it. Um, and then. Then the rest of it is uh, finding up more members, and eventually uh, they haven't got even to the point where they even know who runs the organization that um, he's to, fighting against. To so. me, the way the uh, manga goes, and I mean this is a very, um, you know, uh, qu- quick summarization, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I've always seen it uh, from reading the first like. 10 12 volumes and uh, some anime is it seems the manga goes like you have in the beginning you have the first five uh, chapters which are plot then you have like 20 episodes 20 chapters which are kind of like cases death because each case is about like three or four chapters or three chapters and then you have some plot and then you have like another 30 something chapters of you know cases and then you have some plot which is like maybe three or four chapters of that and then but but to me, it doesn't seem like it really moves all that quick because, I mean, it seemed to me when uh, when I showed up, it was like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to get somewhere. And then they didn't. They never so, did. It's, the problem is it's it's a procedural. Like, that's kind of yeah. the thing. Like, if you're saying, what's the, the – do you expect character development in, like, Law & Order – uh, it, it's tough to say. Like, I mean, you're you're gonna get cases, and eventually, you know, the the well will run dry, will run dry eventually, and people will be like, "Oh, okay, let's see if this guy actually grows up again." And hopefully, will the well actually dry up? Though, I mean, I mean, at least for uh, <laughs> Yama, because he just keeps coming up with more and more cases, and I would think that you'd get to a certain point where you would just run out of ways to kill people. Hey, he doesn't. There's always that. <laughs> you would uh, think. You would think, but people still keep dying in have, real life. So I have a question with uh, Detective Conan. Is it possible to effectively, for example, if they say, if the editor were to come to the artist and say, hey, uh, we need to end Detective Conan in 10 chapters, would he be able to effectively do it? Yeah. All, yeah. All the, yeah. The, other, the other thing they had, like, the one girl that, that knows the form, that developed the formula, all she has to do is, hey, I figured out the formula, and here's the remedy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally it. Like, she, she is, she has the, the, like, they have the bullshit way of her to get, like, he, that, she is the safety cord that, uh, that will allow him to get that extra parachute to, to safely land. And uh, the only thing they have to do is, oh, here's the piece that connects to the evil organization. And that takes them down, maybe. Well, that's that's yeah. There, there's there, there's a way you can end it. So is like the ultimate, like the ultimate desired end. Is it just him getting back his body, or is it also like finding out like the reasons behind the shadow organization, or have they like um, explained him that? eventually fucking Ron? That's pretty much the actual goal of the show. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, it, it really it is, yeah, because it's he wants to he has to he wants to take this thing down. I mean, it's he's a fucking detective. He he. It's about the mystery and shit. So, like, he obviously he cares enough about wanting to take these people down and figure out why they're doing the shit. And uh... so, would you be upset if it was like a like a Lupin case where final chapter gets his body back, but you know nothing about the organization still, 
And they're uh, like, they, they disappear into the night for another day. Like, would you be super pissed if that was the ending? I mean, it's it's fine, but I think, uh, I mean, if he gets his body back, that loses some dynamics that make Conan Conan. No, I'm saying that, like, as the final chapter. Like, the final, final chapter, chapter ends with, oh. with him getting his body back, but you don't find out about I don't, the organization. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think that would be worth it because... Uh, what will probably happen in this day and age is he'll write a blog post saying... <laughs> All of that stuff. All the questions you ever had just answered in this long blog post. And well, it yeah, ends with fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll you just, the, he'll just end it and then have an AMA. So here go. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey guys, what happened? Okay, here's some here's some reddit gold for that answer. Sure. Maybe. Are you still uh, doing that podcast, Doctor? I'm re- I'm relaunching it this uh, Oh okay. Yeah, I'm actually relaunching yeah. it. So, like, could I dive into, like, where they started on Crunchyroll if I wanted to? Uh, well, yeah, technically you can because um, there, there are some cases on there that are pretty much non-story related right now. Uh, they introduced a new character. I think that's the only thing you're going to – well, she's, uh, she's related to another established character, but that's, that's when it gets complicated again. It's the problem. I have a question, ha- a random oh. shit-ass question. Uh, yeah. but, all right, so let's say – how how old is he in the kid body, and how old is he in the not kid body? In the not kid body, yeah, it's like, I think he's like seventeen or something. Seventeen, yeah. okay, and then he's like seven in his body. Okay, yeah. so I have a question. So if he were to age ten years <laughs> and then get his new body back, <laughs> would he be twenty seven? Uh, no, I don't. I think I don't he'd think still so. be seventeen. I think it he'd still be, be seventeen. It would be pointless. Just move on with your life. That would that be point. Yeah, but then, event, but then eventually he'd start getting older, and then Ren would be like, "Wait a minute, this poker's really starting to look familiar now." Yeah. <laughs> but that would be so funny if, like, it got to the point where he was the same age, and he's like, "I but got wait, my wait, body wait, back." Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Most important question: How long has Ren known him? Uh, the, since childhood. Yeah. I hate, I hate this show. None of it makes sense. <laughs> of course because, not. No, it's not. It's supposed to. Did he explain himself as Shinichi's cousin? Or uh, no, she's not related to Shinichi. Uh, he, he explained it as like as a, I think as a friend or something or someone else. Because no, he really should have. He really should have gone with I'm his cousin. Because yeah. when you start looking like him and she's known you since you were kids, she like eventually. That part of her brain that blocked out her whole childhood will remember that this kid looks exactly She's like, like he look did. At it, these it always happens. Like well, there's it's, always it's, it's like once every fifty episodes or something. Once or every chapters. every three hundred chapters that yeah. he, that Ron is like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, and I think they they're they're uh, they've gotten close to it already. That her like her figuring out. Every time, but there's always something that fucking sways she her. She probably already knows. She, she probably knows. I, I want to believe that she knows and she's playing along with it. It's the, the Clark Kent, Lois Lane thing. Yeah, that's the problem. And that's, she's that, just playing along and saying, yeah, sure, I'll still take baths with you. It's okay. Yeah. You're wearing glasses, so I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. And then let me touch his glasses and then it just knocks her out. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I lost what happened. What, where was I? Oh, you were dreaming, Ron. What? <laughs> Okay. To save her from drowning again in the bathtub. It's the 30th time. <laughs> I gotta stop wearing my glasses in here. Alright, Dominic, oh my next. <laughs> Last one. Number one is one that we won't have anything to talk about because I don't think anyone has read it. It's Kochikame. That reminds me of a story. 
Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never read it. I, feel I don't like, think I ever will. It's I feel like super Japanese. I don't think people really are like, "What's happening in Kochikam?" <laughs> I think I think literally it's just like, "All right, end this shit. Let's just end it." I feel like yeah, I think that one is. Like, it's a it's a it's a dumb think, sitcom. Show. I think Kochikame is basically the Japanese equivalent of like Dennis the Menace or like um oh with Calvin and Hobbes, where it's just like okay, it's in a newspaper this week. I might as well read it. Not like oh my god. I mean, read Kochikame before I read anything else in here. I mean, basically, if this was a poll in America and this like, was 10 years or like 15 years ago, it would be like people saying, I want penis to end. Seriously, when is that shit going to end? <laughs> Isn't he dead? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying 15 <laughs> yeah, years ago. Yeah, 10 years, yeah. Whenever he was alive. My point is, it's, like, it's almost like saying that. Like, penis, I want it to end. I can't wait to see what happens to Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Or... See, you were saying it so fast, it sounded more like penis more than it sounded like peanuts. Oh, peanuts. <laughs> Not peanuts. That's why I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like, how does that end? <laughs> On your oh, face. Oh. Well. That was good. I like that. I'm going to steal that. you should have thought of. I'm not quick enough. Obviously. All right. So, an hour later, we're done with this fucking poll. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I was surprised. That was the longest poll we've ever had. And that was because we had others to actually speak about these yeah. series. And we got into some very good discussions, so. I can't say anything negative about it. So one of the things we didn't get to last time, Christmas specials, go. What are what do you hate? What do you like? Everything. The Love right. Hina Christmas special. Uh, <laughs> I like the music. That's it. You like the music? I hate Christmas music. I hear it every year since I've heard it every year since I was like three years old. Oh, and really? It's the same hold on, hold on. Song. Wait, what happened Wait a the second. first years yeah. of your life? <laughs> the first three years. I don't remember the first three years of my life. They were a blank. Uh, well, I think for me, it's it's mainly because one, I don't work in retail, so I don't hear it at nauseum. So oh, that's you... good. Uh, oh, that's that's probably why it kind of yeah. came along with it. So I I think it's always it always kind of more or less cheers me up. I don't know. I've always I've always been a sucker for the holidays. So hell yeah, holidays are badass. I I don't know. I think even though living in Florida, I most of my life I I kind of always sort of wished for having that sort of I guess that traditional white Christmas if you want to call it that whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, but but I think it's the music that usually gets me mainly because like I I, I dig some of the old sound uh, mm-hmm. and usually the time that's usually a time where I'm like okay let me look open up like a what do you call it like a like a playlist of like Dean Martin or like Sinatra kind yeah, of yeah Christmas Christmas with the Rat Pack is actually a really good Christmas album I do that's like that. that's usually that's that's that that because it's they're usually good singers and I I just dig that old kind of big band kind of sound yeah that's nice so, yeah so. either that or for me my my uh, guilty pleasure is the Michael Bublé Christmas album. Oi. <laughs> yeah. Actually, to be I have nothing against Michael Bublé. I just, uh, I don't think I'd recognize his voice ever. Really? Yeah, I don't think I would. Okay. Well, I mean, have... I, I heard he has a good voice. I heard it's dreamy, and all the girls really seem to love him. But uh, yeah. That's, a, that's about it. Um, did we move on about the final chapter thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, moved on, we moved on from that. Number one was Kochikame, and then we had nothing to talk about, so then we moved on to Christmas specials. Is it right if I add something about it? Kochikame? Um, no, about the final chapter thing. Oh, also Kochikame. Like, um, so what I want to say was that, so a lot of them are, like, really long-running series, and, like, I know, like, Doctor mentioned, so, like, Conan's really procedural. And a lot of the other stuff is just, like, episodic. 
But I do think there's a lot of people in Japan who genuinely care how they end. Like, like not just like that they want it to end, for it to end. They genuinely care to see how it ends. Because um, one of the cases is, you know, Doraemon? Yeah. So Doraemon is super popular. And Doraemon is also one of the few cases where you have, because, you know, there's like a ton of doujinshi in Japan. Yes. Right? And then it's kind of all in that gray zone where it's like, well, it's okay until we say it isn't. And Doraemon is one of the few series where that happened, where they're like, no, you can't sell this doujinshi, doujinshi anymore. Like, don't put it available online. Don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And what the, the doujinshi was was that it was the final chapter to Doraemon. Like, it was somebody who grew up with Doraemon, and then they recreated the art style, and they're like, this is how I would love it for it to end. And it was super popular, and it's kind of was like the perfect ending for the series. So they told them not to sell it anymore. Oh. And I know they've done that, but not for endings. Like, I think a lot of the common writer manga, like some of it got taken down, but then it became official manga. So that's interesting. But there are there are people who genuinely care about the final chapter. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I almost feel like that would be like The Simpsons showing up on yeah. the list. I was about like, to say that. Yeah, or Family Guy or something. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see how that ends. No, you just want it to end. No, I, I, I genuinely care about how The Simpsons win. Like, when that show ends, I'm going to watch it. Like, I was trying to watch it this season, but I couldn't get into it. Oh, well, yeah, sure, I'd want to see the ending. But, I mean, it's not like I'm pining over an ending for it. I'm, I'm not pining over an ending, but, like, I do care about how they execute it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, I don't want it to just be, like... Oh, here's another episode. And it's the last one. I do want it to be like some sort of conclusion. Yeah, I under, I understand that too. I would I would be interested because I've you know watched that show since I was very young and myself. Yeah, yeah. But, for, but for yeah, since I was three. But but I can tell you probably eighty percent of the people who have watched the show because it's such it's so episodic. They can be like, eh, whatever. It ended somehow. That's that's kind of like. So that's like some sitcoms I have that thing about me where it's just like I kind of don't want it to end. How but... did Home Improvement end? I don't uh, know. I All the kids went to college. <laughs> yeah, okay. All the kids that's... went to college. You see the dude's face from the other side of the fence, and then that's all I remember. It's it's like 30 Rock. I think that was like a – okay, that's – that. I mean that is a, a very weird show, but I did like – It does have an overarching plot though. I love the yeah. ending for that because they let the characters be happy, and they were able to sort of slowly end over the course of like a season and a half. Yeah. You know, each character, like a recurring character, had like their sign-off when they, like it was like their last – appearance and stuff so yeah. it wasn't just like rushed in like an episode or two i have yeah. a really weird question and it may only apply to me but does anybody did, did anybody watch that show roseanne yeah oh man that yeah, show was bit. heavy what do you mean heavy? yeah yeah, yeah the ending was yeah the ending was really i thought you were just talking about roseanne oh! <laughs> <laughs> no but like yeah that show is fucking heavy like all the the fact that spoiler, uh, John yeah, Goodman ending. died the previous really? season. What? Really, you didn't a, see it? Really, a spoiler for a show that I ended said, like fifteen I years said, ago. I said it jokingly. God, and it was all a dream. Oh. Yes, no, it was, it was basically all a dream. After that last season, he was actually already dead, and she was like writing his fake ending or something. So, did you like the ending to that show? Yeah, yeah, I really liked the ending to it. Yeah, I thought it was but. good, but it was like it was definitely not conventional, and I'm sure people got pissed off at it, but. Like but it also, oh, but that show's always been like a little more serious, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like has that I don't know. It had that feel like it was funny and stuff, but yeah, it was definitely had its many serious moments. 
but it totally has the same thing that 30 Rock has, which is it has a final season. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. like, from the very first episode of the final season, there's a totally different kind of operation to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really weird. I don't know if that's always been the case because that's an old show and that's a new show. But I feel a lot of newer shows do that. Like, um, Parks and Rec is doing that. Well, because people... they kind of very specifically have... A final season where, like, from the very first episode, it sets a different kind of tone. Well, television is getting... It's different, you know? It's all about, like, a lot of serialization is hitting it big, and people like to see... Even if it's, like, a episode-by-episode show, they like to see yeah. aspects of serialization in it, you know? Throughout, you know, character development and all that stuff, so... Just television has changed a lot since then. Since, yeah. you know, in the past decade or so. Or before that. Because I can't think of any other final seasons like from the 90s that do that a lot because i know roseanne is like the specific case i thought of but i can't think of any others uh can i how did growing pains end growing uh they grew uh, up michael j fox got a career and left. i hate you i think that's not that, was, that was who's the boss no wait that's the wrong one no that was, that was family ties that's it oh that was family ties oh, i'm bad growing pains but you know what i was thinking though Mm. is do you remember that one show dinosaurs oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> that, that ending show, was actually really good no but that show literally ends like the broadcast it ends with nothing changing which i didn't like but then you have the final episode which is a conclusion but the fourth season of the show you would never know that it's the final season yeah, I, yeah. That, that's but uh the ending to it was probably really cool and kind of like wow. yeah but it was really confusing too because i think what, if happened, you go on Netflix, uh, what happened to the ending of that show i don't know Oh, you don't know no i don't think oh, i dude. watched it Okay, so basically, it's literally the end of the dinosaur era. They went yes. extinct. Yeah, they went extinct. Oh like, fuck! So no, because it, no, yeah, it's like I forgot if it was like the meteor or what have you or something, but it wasn't a meteor. I think that I forgot their explanation for the end. I don't know. But, it was definitely global changing was, weather or something. But it's like you know that the, like the dinosaur era was ending right then and there, and they kind of all went on their. They all had this – it was a very kind of weird, melancholy kind of episode because, it, like, a lot of them just, like, what's going to happen now, Dad? And it's like, I don't know. It's... <laughs> so it, 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 it like, news broadcast stuff with, like, a yeah. meteor hitting and stuff or – Yeah. Yeah, like, they were saying that, like, the insects were dying off and then that it was starting to snow in areas that shouldn't snow. And it ends the episode with them huddled in their house and it's snowing. And then, like, yeah, the, what, what I think in the daughter. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the thing is, though, is that it's not the broadcast order. The last episode, I think, is actually like the fourth to last episode. What happens really in the remaining? Strange. What happens in the remaining four episodes? Is it just normal shenanigans? There were episodes that were never aired. So if you watch the final season, I think like the fourth to fi- the final episode is the one where they all die, and then the next episode is back to happy times. Wow. Yeah, because I think it wasn't doing good for them, so they just cut off like the last three episodes, and then they put on the final episode to end the broadcast. Right, and then later they release it or something. Yeah, on like DVD and Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. I know it was that, at some. Point. It is on Netflix. That's how I know because I went to the last episode, but it wasn't the last episode. And then I had to Google it, and it's like, oh, it's actually like three episodes behind. Interesting. Yeah. So Christmas specials. Christmas music. Yes. What were we talking about? I forgot. Oh yeah, uh, Christmas, Christmas music. My my dislike of Christmas music and those old stop motion Christmas specials. You don't like those. Uh, after a while one. you get you like you've seen them enough times where like the songs usually get it stuck in the head for a bit and then you know they go away the only songs i do like are from the year without a santa claus and that is the heat miser and the 
called Miser. Snow Miser, yeah. Snow Miser, yes. Yeah, yes. those are the only two. I missed the only... white Christmas. I missed the snow. Da, da, is da, 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 isn't that like the most unpopular icicle. short, though? Uh, one of the more ones, I think, because everyone usually points to, like, Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph, Rudolph. Santa Claus is coming to town. Wait, okay, yeah. I think, no, no, I fuck know, the think... Little Drummer Boy. That one is Yeah, boring. Little Drummer Boy is the least popular, I think. That's so what I boring. think. I have that on VHS, and I've never watched it. Yeah, it, it was it, the one it's... I didn't want to watch exactly as a kid. I'd watch Rudolph, I'd yeah. watch Frosty, I'd watch Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and I would not watch Little Drummer Boy. It, it's funny because I hate the special, but I like the song. I like that ba-rum-ba-bum-bum thing. Ba-da-ba-bum-bum. Yeah, I like that song. But it sounds nice. super, like, kind of churchy, you know what I mean? It's about the Jesus. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's about like, the it's a, Jesus. It's a made up <laughs> thing that they could tie into Jesus. So yeah. like I had no gifts for Jesus. So I came here and I played my jump for him because he's a baby and he totally loves loud noises. But technically he could have given the drum to Jesus, right? Yeah. But then his parents would hate him. Oh yeah, they'll be drumming all night long. Cause ah, damn it, I know you're the son of God, but fuck. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sacrilegious. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm not really a big fan of those old stop motion ones and a lot of Christmas music. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Scrooge. I'll always remember as a kid. This is changing the subject to other Christmas stuff. The freaking stupid uh, Pokemon Christmas specials they had. I have that on DVD. Yeah, it's we're. Yeah, where it's like they help Santa Claus do shit. Yeah. I'm like, really? What the hell? And I then it's because, I... like, the Pokemon are the main characters. They never show the human faces or whatever. So you never see Santa Claus. You just see, like... Wait, are you talking about the TV one or the special special? I'm talking about the TV one. Okay, they, like, they, they definitely... the one with Ash and everything? Yeah, they definitely see Santa oh, okay, Claus okay. in that one. That Yeah, that, that one I remember yeah. watching as a kid. This is terrible. Why am I watching this? But I watched it anyway because it was Pokemon, and I loved Pokemon. Oh, I was thinking about the shorts. You know how, like, they have those shorts, like, with the movies where... You only see the Pokemon, and like you, of course, you know the humans, like you know Ash and everything, but they don't show their faces because it's also like from the perspective of like the Pokemon or whatever. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? No, no. I'm I... maybe slightly not in your guys's age range, so that's probably why. Perhaps. Wait, yes. I'm I'm confused. How does that work? What? Like you not being in our age range, meaning we wouldn't remember. Because we would be, like, kids at a time when he was a kid. Like, I think I was, like, the prime, prime, prime audience when Pokemon came out. I was yeah. prime audience when Pokemon came out. What are you talking about? I was, yeah. a, I was a child, I think. Were? How old was I? I was. I was in middle school. Elementary was, school and middle school. I think it was middle I, school when I was in there. I was in second grade. No, first grade when it came out. Uh, yeah, so you're about four <laughs> Santa. five years younger. Santa has no eyes. <laughs> anyway, more importantly... To me, not any of you. Why did nobody tell me that Vixen was getting a cartoon? Oh, yeah. That's right. That I, oh, that DC show? Yeah. Everybody that was responsible for telling me this, I hate all of you. I'm sorry, and I'll tell Frank to say he's sorry, too. Better apologize, goddammit. Wait, do you know, any of like you guys Vixen. watch the live-action ones? The live-action uh, uh, Flash and Arrow? Yeah. yeah. Ah, those ones. What about that third one that's not by CW... Uh, wait. Supergirl? Uh, uh Constantine? Oh, Gotham. Oh, oh Gotham. Gotham. No, uh, I watched the first episode. I, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm still watching it. I, I, again, it's it's cops doing cop things, so I enjoy it. I, I uh, actually really like it. Yeah. I haven't really sat down and watched it, really. I think it's really good, but it does get 
comic booky at times where cartoon logic and it doesn't make sense, but I really like it still. I mean, I know my main concern with that show was like Bruce Wayne and Catwoman or Catgirl, whatever, being annoying. Selena Kyle or whatever, being Selena. annoying. Like getting. You you're, know. you're already too buddy buddy right now. It's just like. I, I like, and then he has to pretend to forget who everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> By the well, time he grows up. No, but I just, I just, for me, I, I just, it kind of like the Kim Bauer effect where I'm just afraid they're going to get, you know, stuck on a swing or something. And then, <laughs> you know, Gordon's going to have to save them or something stupid. The, the only thing I'm worried about, because I didn't watch Smallville, but did anybody here watch Smallville? No. Watch maybe yes. some of it. Oh, so Smallville ended right where he became Superman. Like it ended basically where the original story starts, right? Uh, he went to to live in Metropolis, and then that's all I Isn't remember. He like living... you never see the cape. But I mean, he's at he's hmm? sorry. He was basically back in Metropolis was in Kansas, so he went to Metropolis like on the weekends. It's yeah. not it. It was dumb. That whole everything past like the third season should not have happened. Well, either way, like the, there's still like digital comics that's continuing the Smallville season. Became a witch at some point. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Lois Lane was, was in the show, but they kept the same actor for him, right? For yeah, Superman. The, the thing about he was Gotham 40. is, yeah, the thing about Gotham though is, is have you ever seen the screenshots of? I forgot the kid actor's name. But you have the kid actor who played Anakin Skywalker in the first movie, and then you have a picture of the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in the second movie. But they have the kid version who is now the age of what Anakin was. You know what I mean? No. What? No. So you (laughs) know how they had... Sorry, it was kind of confusing. You know how there's two actors for Anakin Skywalker? Yes. Uh The kid who played him in the first movie is now as old, probably older, than Anakin in the second movie. Okay. So you can see what that kid would actually look like if he grew up to be that age, right? Yeah, he would oh. not look like Hayden Christensen. Not yeah, at all. At all. <laughs> not even a little bit. And that's the thing with Gotham is I'm pretty sure that's going to happen in like 10 years where it's like that kid doesn't look like Batman at all when he grows up. You know what I mean? Of course not. Like, He's not. He would never I mean, grow up to be like cast as Batman. No. Yeah. The, which See, Batman? The, There's too many the, Batmans now. So. It doesn't matter. The problem is, when you're casting a kid, you're looking for literally the cutest kid you could find. Like a kid that would walk in the room and everyone would just like squeal. That kind of cute. It's just like, it was like people, imagine you killed his parents. Like, who would you want to protect him? Those people never grow up to be attractive. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's going to be horrible. Then there's yeah. a, who's, who's that other one? The one who does Sora and Kingdom Hearts? Oh, 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 yeah. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. 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 That was bad. a thing that happened to him. The kid who yeah. saw dead people. Yeah. yeah. Or even the, the Home Alone <laughs> kid. Macaulay Culkin. Wow, the Home Alone kid. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. How's that old? He became attractive yeah. enough to fuck Mila Kunis, so that's all that matters, really. But yeah, but Mila Kunis <laughs> has low standards. No, no, so he didn't become, no, no, no. No, Doctor, he, became, he did not become attractive enough. He became Macaulay Culkin enough. <laughs> Is he was just the fact that he's Macaulay Culkin was was the factor there. I had nothing yeah. to do with the way he looked. She was like, yeah. "I used to watch you in the movies," <laughs> when she was like a teenager. Yeah, it's like sure. It's Macaulay. I I feel less sorry for Macaulay Culkin than I do for all of his siblings that look like him. <laughs> That's who I feel bad for. Like it's bad enough that you look like this and you're other, famous. Actually, the, the, uh, the the guy who is in Scott Pilgrim, he looks Rory. normal. Yeah, Rory Culkin, he looks normal. 
He's still he's still kind of Culkin. I mean, he, yeah. looks crack- he looks like a cracked out Culkin, which no, Col- Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin looks way more c- cracked out than Rory Culkin did. Wait, who is Rory Culkin? In- wait, wait, I'm confused. I don't you, think Rory is. No, Kieran. Kieran. Is Kieran. Kieran. Kieran is the one who is in um, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah, he was the he was the gay, the gay brother? roommate. Roommate. They have the exact same face. I just realized no, but, that. Yeah, they have the yeah, similar the face. Brothers. But the difference is that Macaulay Culkin got all sunken and golem like. Whereas, well, because he's in his thirties, almost he, forty kind of thing. It happens to white people, okay? They just stop looking. I don't alive. know. I don't know. I think I think Macaulay Culkin did a lot more drugs. Why would you think that his brothers did less drugs than him when they had all of his money without having to do any of the work? Yeah, but Drew Barrymore had been doing drugs since she was like eight years old, and she and, still yeah. Look at her now. <laughs> she looks yeah. fine. I mean, she doesn't look bad. Wait, what's she looks like. Oh, she looks No, but she has the benefit (laughs) of heavy, heavy makeup all the time. Yeah. Whereas male actors don't tend to wear as much unless they're acting. True. And also, Macaulay Culkin hardly ever is acting. He's (laughs) now in a rock band of sorts. So even more drugs, basically. Hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Wait, he's in a rock band. Whoa, whoa. We got to we got to Macaulay Culkin through Christmas specials. Oh, Christmas guessing, specials. Right? Jingle all yeah. the way. Kick ass movie. No, I yeah, hate that movie. That movie's awesome. Also with Go Jake home. Lloyd. With uh, <laughs> you don't like Jingle terrible. all the way? Come on, no. it's awesome. It's I watched horrible. it recently and I was like, this is surprisingly good. I like it. It's, it's, it's a terrible it's, movie. It's a Here's bad how movie. Here's how it's terrible. Here's how it's terrible. One, no, before we even get to Sinbad, because Sinbad took a while to show up in that movie. One. You guys remember? Yeah. Two, impossible to find toy, that horrible father played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why would you cast him? Because he was in hot. He no, because he was hot. No, no, no. Not, also, the kid not, in that not movie, attractive. No, not, no. A, not attractive. But I mean, like, like, he was he was a hot commodity. No, yeah, he was saying, a hot commodity. No, no, not then. No, we're not talking about. Um, ah, I forgot all the movies immediately. We're not talking Commando. about Kindergarten Cop. Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay? That's when he was a hot property. We're not talking about Terminator or Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, We're talking about, like... Well, let me, let me talk to my friend IMDb, and we'll, we'll sketch this whole thing out here. So <laughs> what, have... what, where did also, he go wrong? <laughs> the, the kid in that movie is the same kid who plays Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, we know. That's why I remember Jake Lloyd. That's why oh. I, I'm like, you can't call the movie that Jake Lloyd was in and I not say Jake Lloyd. Okay, so Terminator 2 was 1991. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Last Action Hero, 93. Okay. Mm-hmm. Practice. J- uh, uh, Eraser. I don't remember if that was liked. Yeah. No. Uh, Jingle All the Way. So Eraser and Jingle All the Way were the same year, 1996. Okay, that's why it was a bad year for him. Yeah, and then... <laughs> uh, I don't really recognize the other one. Oh, True Lies, 94. Okay. That was uh, a return. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then... Uh, End More of for the song. Sixth Day. And then, like, after... Then we had Six Day and Collateral Damage in 2000 and 1999. Or so he had one move, one good movie in between all of that. Yeah, you're right. He, he's kind of his filmography is filled mm-hmm. with movies I don't even know. And then he did the the Terminator 2 3D short was the same year as Jingle All the Way. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're right. He wasn't that hot of a commodity. You're right. Kindergarten Cop was way in the in 1990. That was like six years before that. So what's the Everything one where he's pregnant? Uh, junior. Junior. Okay. Oh yeah, Junior. That was I saw it on here. Ninety four. That had 
I was going to oh, really four years in between that and kindergarten. OK, no, I was thinking junior and twins. I was like, was was twins around the same time as junior? Twins was 88. Wow. I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought because it's the same two, you know, you'd think, oh, yeah, they would cast them around the same time. Like, you know, they had what Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan in those two movies. That was also the last big movie. By the way, it was in. I saw You've Got Mail recently for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That's a solid little movie there, isn't it? Which one is that one? Is that the Tom Hanks? And you yeah. were worried. That's the ones I was just talking about. Father. Yeah. You were worried this wasn't going to be a shooting the shit episode. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, so um, you don't like Jingle All the Way? No. So, I've seen so, Jingle All the Way 1,190 times. Uh, I don't like why? that movie. <laughs> because this is, there's this thing called VHS. Oh, and it replays itself? That's right. Vietly, no. You have a oh, haunted okay. VHS? What? <laughs> you, can, you can immediately and I was supposed to say VCR I said VHS whatever you can immediately rewind and start over bust out my Betamax player Whoop. let's see Either. movie released in 1996 it was probably on VHS by 1997 my brother was 7 years old how old were you? I would have been 12 okay oh my god you he, probably hated him he was still young enough that you couldn't yell at him and he was also still young enough that if he commanded the TV for the entire day and you tried to tell your parents, he'd just say, oh, I'll just let him watch TV. It's not a big deal. And he would just watch the movie, rewind the movie, <laughs> play the movie all day. It's just it's the same reason why I hate The Iron Giant. Oh, good movie. The Aww. same reason. Cartoon Network decided, let's run The Iron Giant for 24 hours. My brother decided, let's, let's watch, watch Cartoon The Iron Giant for 24 hours. <laughs> nice. To Network for 24 hours. So I hate both of those movies for the same reason. Okay, that's so fair. conversely, though, he did the same thing with Space Jam, but I still like that movie because it's an so, amazing movie. Exactly. That movie, sequel, that movie holds please? up. Yeah. Wait, did you guys have VCR players where if you let it run to the end, it would rewind itself and start again? No. There are a few no. that reround. I had a few. Yeah. Re-round. Mine we had do that. Your your VCR. I had I had no I had no more fun with VHS than this was the most fun for me was when I was done with the video I had one of those nice little little um, rewinders Uh, and you just put it in there and you're just like oh yeah look at it going back I'm almost ready to watch it again I was so jealous like I felt like a (laughs) sucker having to rewind it in my VCR when like my friends had like those rewinders I'm like wait because it's so much faster man yeah I've never seen a rewinder. Yeah, it's. I it's mean, I know what they are, but it's just like a little bit bigger than the cassette, and you just like it opens up top vertically. You just stick the cassette in there, close it, and it automatically rewinds. And Isn't then that more will... hassle. No, oh, no it goes way. It goes right. way faster. Jordan, than Jordan, I want you to visualize a world where you have. Where you <laughs> Imagine have, a world where you have two movies. Say, for example, you finish Space It'll Jam, work. and you say, "Ah, oh, I really want to watch." Jingle all the way, but I have a problem. I need to rewind this first, so I can't watch Jingle all the way. Well, you could take out Space Jam, put it in the rewinder, and while that's happening, you could start Jingle all the way or, or, Space Jam or whatever. You can put Space Jam back in its case and screw over your future self, which is what I did. Yeah, I know. That's that's See, a terrible that's way why, to live. That's why we had rewinders. So even if you screwed over your future self, you could just stick it in the rewinder, and like I don't know, a minute later you could watch the movie. Yeah, I guess so. so. So I, don't, I never so felt you... like it took too long. Like, I was never upset waiting for something to rewind. Like, oh, I just want to watch this. Well, that, that happened to me all the time as a kid, because when, when I was a kid, I was so impatient. Like, everything needed to happen now. Well, would you open up and look at the tape while it's playing? Because I, I would do that all the time. 
Uh, like, well, while you're watching a movie, you'd like, open up the VCR and watch it? Yeah, just kind of, like, flip it open and see, like, all the stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I would normally do when it's rewinding. So I guess I was kind of busy. I mean, do that. I probably did that several times, but I can only do that so many times. Yeah. You know, I, but I didn't lose interest. Because I was an ADD kid. You still are. I still am. I'm still a product of my time. Yes. Uh, so, Foxy, you stated two reasons that Jingle All the Way was bad. What, oh, what else sorry. That's okay. Um, Christmas-themed movies are almost always terrible. So that's the immediate thing. Christmas-themed movie around finding an what about, impossible what about toy on... Oh, Love on, Actually. Love it. Trying to find an impossible-to-find toy the day before Christmas because you're a terrible dad is a horrible storyline. I disagree. That is brilliant. No, because at the end of it, the dad finds a toy. Everything's okay. In no. this case, so, so he was able he was able to buy his son's love, and isn't that what we no, want he to didn't. do as parents? Yeah, he didn't buy the love. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure no, no. the he message basically, was that no, 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 no. He it found wasn't just that he found he, he became, found the guy. So like he got the suit and he became Turbo whatever man. Turbo Man exactly. And the kid is like, my dad is Turbo Man. That's the coolest thing ever. And I'm just like, no, no. But I mean, also, con- him getting the thing is kind of like a metaphor for like. Him not no. caring enough to get it in the first place, but it's kind of actually that and not a metaphor. You know what you I know, mean? To, to be fair, you know I love the movie, but I think I think you're giving it too much credit on that one. To me, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, like it's not like it's oh. not like I watch it every year. I just like it. Yeah, I can, I like, like I have bad movies I like. Oh, everyone yeah, does. I, Sinbad, I, Sinbad is also a piece of shit dad too. He's also yeah. getting the fucking oh, toy. Worse, yeah, yeah. Sinbad being in the movies also, you know. The Sinbad was in First Kid. Oh, First and- Kid, classic movie. Sinbad was, like, big in the late 80s or mid-90s, wasn't he? Mid-90s, maybe. It seems like he was around a lot. But then he disappeared. So on TV, because we realized that he wasn't funny. He Pauly so Shore. I think, he, <laughs> speaking of Pauly Shore, I just saw him in L.A. a week, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what, so. Stand-up? Yeah. Was he good? No. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> I, feel, you know? I hate going <laughs> I fucking hate going to comedy shows when the comics are bad because I I have to give a pity laugh like I fucking have to because I just don't want to see. Them. Oh, you're you're the worst then. No, I, I, I yeah I am. I'll yeah. take it. The, the, the sad part is I found Rob Schneider funnier than Polly Shore, <laughs> and they're both not that great of comedians. Oh uh yeah, Sinbad was in Homeward Bound too, Lost in San Francisco. Really, I liked Homeward Bound the first one. Because I was really hoping that one of the animals would die. And it looked like it was going to, but then they were not put to sleep. Oh, and which, one, you... which one's the Japanese one? Oh, you're thinking of Milo and Otis? Oh, okay. Yeah. They killed a bunch of animals in that, apparently. They like, did. Yes, they did. Yeah. I oh, think right. the movie opens literally with a catfish eating a duck. <laughs> no, I mean, they killed, like, they killed, like, the cats who were playing the main character. Yeah, they, they went through And a they would just, of... like, replace the cat. Yeah, they went through a lot of them because they had no animal rights stuff happening back then in, in Japan or whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. That explains why that movie was so horrifying. Yeah. Well, actually, let me look that up because I'm curious. It's I Because I remember looking it up, but it's all hearsay. You know what I mean? Like, there's no confirmation, but there's also kind of not, like, really denial from the guy who made it. Because he's, like, a... I think he was originally a nature filmographer or something. Like, that was what he originally did. Like, he would make 
videos of just things happening in nature. Okay, so when the film was first released, uh, several Australian animal rights organizations raised allegations of animal cruelty during filming and called for a boycott. Uh, the Sunday Mail reported at the time that Animal Liberation Queensland founder Blah Blah alleged the killing of more than 20 kittens during production and added she was disturbed by reports from Europe which alleged other animals had been injured. In one case, a producer allegedly had broken a cat's paw to make it appear unsteady on its feet. While others that uh, that were the source of controversy were the scene of a kitten flying off a cliff and a scene of a pug fighting a bear. Kitten said her organization had a number of complaints from people who'd seen the film and were concerned it could not have been made without cruelty. The Tasmanian and Victorian blah 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 also alleged abuses, da da da. Um, the film was reported to have the approval of the American Humane Society despite not having their officers present during filming. Um... The Humane Society attempted to investigate cruelty rumors through contacts in Europe who normally have information on movies throughout the world while noting that da, 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 they were unable to firm. We have tried through humane people in Japan, da, 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 da. but everything has led to a dead end. However, the same report yeah. noted that several Japanese humane societies allowed their names to be used in connection with the film and that the film shows no animals being injured or harmed. So, yeah, it's all hearsay. Yeah. So if... If, let's say, they used animals from, let's say, Animal Death Row, let's say they were all strays that were a week away from being killed anyways, would you would that matter to you at all? Yeah, because it's how they kill them. Like, yeah. if you throw a kid off a cliff, that's way less humane than putting it down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what if you're putting down a completely healthy animal? No, but I mean, it's it's the way they go out, you know what I mean? Like, there's still no, but a difference I mean, between like, getting a shot and then splatting your brains. But I mean, this, either way, this kitten would have had at least five years to live. And it's basically being killed because you couldn't find somewhere for it to go. Yeah. And because it's, it had a terrible mother that was not spayed or neutered. Oh, actually, no, neutered would be the guy. What? Where did that come from, Dominic? <laughs> I always say spayed or neutered either way because I don't know what any of them are. I just know Sp- that... Um, spaying is for the females. Neutering is cutting the balls off. I could Shut up. It. Don't don't give me knowledge. I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all I know is the price is right. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Yes, that's what I was thinking of, too. God damn it, Bob Barker. <laughs> uh, so, Wait. Yes. So what was your point, Dominic? Oh, my my point was I <laughs> my point is I wouldn't feel bad if the cats were going to die anyways or the dogs were going to die anyways. At least they were they were going to die, but at least they made a good movie. I don't think that's applicable because that's like saying, well, if I have a cat, I can break its paws whenever I want because I'm not going to kill it. You well, know what, what I mean? What about this, Dominic? What like, if- does does their treatment not matter if they're going to die? What? Yes. Is, how about this? No, I'm saying, saying no. I'm saying they. Saying. I'm saying they were already guaranteed to die. But this way, they're dying making a film. What about so, this? Uh, hold on. You, hold on. <laughs> it's hold on, different, like, hold on. how they die. Dominic, so here we go. How about this? We have a scene in a movie where five convicts are going to get shot in the head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's get five people on death row and just shoot that part yes. of the movie with them actually dying. You think that's, uh, that's, that's an okay way for them to go? No, well, I don't think that would... I don't okay, think actually, that would... I'm okay with that, actually. See? I don't... I'm not... Oh, go See, ahead. okay, you're you're the, you're the type of animal rights advocate that we don't need. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why that wouldn't work in practice is because unless these these inmates are identical, I don't know, sex tuplets or whatever, we're gonna need that scene from different angles of them getting shot in the head. <laughs> like, 
you know, the glorious angles, the blood splat, the blood spatter, all that stuff. We're going to need that scene shot at least 15 times. And we can't kill you 15 times. Well, what if it's just they, they need a shot from the back? So they just get six white guys with similar hair and they shoot it from the back or at different angles. And so you don't really see his face ever. But they I think in this, in this age of HD, that would still bother me yeah. because I would notice. Yeah. Oh, it's like, wait a second. Like this guy's ear is crooked in the previous scene. Why is it not crooked? And that would bother me. For not to mention you're watching a snuff film, but <laughs> that too. And there are laws against that. Yeah. My whole thing with the animal thing is it's not that they're dying. It's that how they're being killed. Like, so well, I mean, the, scene throw... the, the scene that they're talking about with the kitten, if the kitten were to land, like, let's say the kitten had a parachute, the kitten had a parachute and they landed. And as soon as, <laughs> as it touched the ground, they shot it up with the, that is with the, the, most the sleep thing adorable and they thing killed I've... it. I'd be fine with that. That's... I just don't want to think that the kitten splats on the ground. And then I just, imagine, I just imagining the guy has to make sure he said, it's like, ready, ready, and go. <laughs> ah, all right. Okay, firstly... I'm imagining, um, I'm imagining parachuting kittens right now, and it's adorable. <laughs> Secondly, what the thing I was going to say is I'm pretty sure that if the cliff is high enough, terminal velocity will kill the kitten before it hits the ground. So... The whole hitting the ground thing isn't so much a concern That's... for anyone except the, Wait, the person what... that has to clean up the kitten. Like the kitten, <laughs> Wait. The, kitten will, the kitten will black out. No, no, no. Wait, what do you think terminal velocity is real quick? That's when anyway. you reach as fast as you could possibly reach because of... that's the wrong thing. But no, um, I do you know? No, I mean that's the right. Ex- that's the right explanation. No, I said you have the one that thing. a lot of people get the wrong explanation. Wait, explain what you think it is. What, what I was going to say is that the person will black out. That's not what terminal velocity is. No, no. That's saying, what I'm saying. saying I said, I said the happen. wrong word. Oh, wait. So what did you mean? She's what I mean is that to. the person is going to black out before they hit the ground. Why? I don't Mass. care. Why. That, it doesn't, that doesn't happen. Either way, I don't care if a kitten smashes onto the ground. I really don't. <laughs> I do care if you're shooting people in the back of the head because people are people and cats are cats. No, wait, cats but are... his thing was that they were death row convicts. They're not taking random people. He said no, these but... are death row convicts. Do you have any clue how many people on death row are exonerated after their deaths? You have any okay. clue? How, what percentage? I was, just taking, I was just taking his hypothetical that these are people for no, sure. No, but you said you, you said you were fine with that. If we lived in a world with perfect justice systems... Where every single person that's put on death row is guilty of the crime that they're accused of. Okay, whatever. They can decide that, look, if I'm going to get murdered by the state anyway, I prefer to get murdered by the state in a film in which I would be immortalized. (laughs) Then fine. But we don't live in that perfect world. And tons of people are still being exonerated by DNA evidence. Okay. Um, that will kill I, I took it as the perfect world thing, ago, but I totally see where you're coming ago. from. I, I see we don't live in a perfect world. Like, you can't have a perfect world hypothetical because it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with you now. I I, I jumped to the conclusion now, that it was like a perfect I would world. Have a, I would have a problem with, say, a U.S. soldier shooting a puppy because if you were a U.S. citizen, which I'm not, you're paying for that dude to be wherever he is <laughs> and for that gun <laughs> and for those bullets and he's wasting them shooting cats. I mean, come or on. F- you said puppies. Your taxes at work. 
your your fetish Whatever. sex is at Puppies, work. cats. The shooting a puppy actually happened, but we were mm. talking about cats initially. That's how those wires got crossed. However, but puppies are cuter than kittens. Can we just no, agree no. on that? Let's just they're not. like if you if you wet a kitten and it's looking at you all sad, it's way cuter than a puppy could ever be. Puppies are just, puppies are just dumb. That's why we like puppies because so we feel sorry for them. Yeah, but they're also dumb, and we feel bad for dumb things. But not people. We don't feel bad for dumb people for whatever reason. We put them in homes. That's yeah, sad. It's horrible. No, we don't put dumb people in homes. They just can't speak. Well, if you can't handle them, you can put them in a home. But they they can speak. I mean, they're like. They can do everything. They just can't if you, talk. If there's someone in your house that has Down syndrome, sure, yes, they can talk, but some maybe you're not uh, capable of taking care of their needs. Then you put them in a home. Yeah. Okay, this has gotten this is horribly... dark once again. We were it's supposed okay. to be. I thought that I, I thought that's where this podcast was going. Wait, yeah, but... so where do you and Jammer and Doctor? You have nothing to add. Uh, as far no. as the animal cruelties, not really. No, no. I, I, I was I was against animal cruelty from the very fucking beginning. Uh, you were the fucking crazy fucks who are completely <laughs> cool with killing convicts and puppies and kittens. I would, I'm just I would, like, I would be. No, that was the, me. I would be against the con- convict one, uh, for sure. Um, and I would be against the death row kid he, one what if, too. What if the person on death row that's getting shot is someone who murdered someone close to you and your family? I, I still wouldn't want it in a movie. Oh. I think. Yeah, fuck, you would be because oh, fuck oh, him. Oh. Fuck him. I don't want him to be famous. Exactly. Yeah. He's just an extra. So? No, I don't want his name on credits. He he is going to be fucking, uh, what do you call that? Uh, at the, what's the, when the director doesn't want to be called, as, uh, be tied to a film. The fake name that they always put. Oh, the s- Head name, pseudonym? Pseudonym? Not pseudonym. Uh, no, no, no. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the, what's alias? the. Alias? No, what's the alias that the directors give themselves when it's like they don't uh. want to be t- it, let me look at it up it, real quick. It's, oh, it's, I, it's like a specific name. It's yeah, a yeah. specific name. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. That is Alan Smithy. Alan Smithy. I want to. I want him to be Alan Smithy, like on the film. Like, I don't want to even look at him. Okay. That's a fucking like. Wait, are you talking about the kittens? I'm no, talking, about, talking any... about the person. <laughs> He's talking, about, talking the... about the person who kills my family. I'm like, fuck that guy. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't want his name to be tied in anything. I don't want to have his family get anything. Let him be dead. All right, everyone. So this this has opened up a, a Pandora's box of people who have uh, gone under Alan Smithy in movies. Okay. okay. Oh, wait. No, actually, it's uncredited. It's not as exciting, but fuck it. We'll go this route anyway. There, there's a few directors. Uh, Joss Whedon. He did uh, most of the dialogue in Speed. Um, oh, thank goodness. Waterworld, Twister, and X-Men. Oh, okay. Quentin Tarantino, It's Pat, and Crimson Tide. I... I, I... Even I, I am Alan Smithy for that movie, for watching it. Uh, John Sayles, <laughs> uh, Apollo 13, The Mummy, and Mimic. I don't know who John Sayles is, so never mind. Alan Sorkin, excuse me, Aaron Sorkin, um, Schindler's List, The Rock, Excess Baggage, and Enemy of the State. Uh, Carrie, hey, okay. Carrie Fisher for Hook, Sister Act, Lethal Weapon 3, Last Action Hero, The River Wild, and Wedding Singer. Carrie Fisher, she just, Princess Leia. She just, yeah, she just didn't want to be attached to anything. Then <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, like okay, let, let me be famous for Star Wars, and that's it. Yeah, book uh, was okay. Tom Stoppard, um, the playwright, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, Sleepy Hollow from 1999, um, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, and The Born Ultimatum. Wow, he had a hand in Revenge of the Sith. Interesting. 
Kevin Smith, Overnight Delivery, and Coyote Ugly. Cohen Brothers, Fun with Dick and Jane, which was also written partially by Judd Apatow, I think. And those, David S. Goyer, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I'd would too. Understandable. Yeah, I liked that movie when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> Place your bets. That was so dumb. It was stupid, but I liked it. That was a dumb line. What? Freddy vs. Jason. Place your bets. That that was like Wait. the ta- that was the tag in the commercials. Why yeah. is it was the one that said no matter who wins we lose? Is that that was yeah. Alien vs. Predator? That was yeah. Alien vs. Predator. No, like if you watch the commercial, that like. Uh, one of the chicks, it's probably, it's a deleted scene, basically. Like, it says, Freddy versus Jason, place your bets. And, like, it's, and then you see them both at, at, at like, the, the fucking, whatever, the, the location there is on fire and shit. But he yeah. actually watched the movie. That line isn't said. Oh. That's like, that's, like, the ghost ship line or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of movies that have that shit happen. Like, yeah. Like, I hate that in movies. Where... What I hate is when they'll show it in a trailer and you're like, that's an actually really funny scene for a comedy. Or you're like, that's a really good scene or something, like an action scene or something. And then it's not in the movie. And you're like, what? How yeah. dare you lure me into your movie with false promises? Yeah, but that's usually not too bad at the same time because I hate when I get to the parts in the movie that I've seen in the trailer. Because it's usually like, ugh, well, I've been waiting for this to happen the entire thing. And there it is. Yeah. Because I don't, for some reason, I don't like to be expecting what I see, which I guess is really stupid if you think about it. But whatever. So. So I guess we spoke about Christmas specials. Wait, wait. Love Actually. Wait. Where do you guys stand on Love um, Actually? I think Love Actually, Love actually is actually it. a Thanksgiving movie. No, it's not. Shut up. No, it's based around Thanksgiving, I believe. No, it's Christmas. Is this an anime movie? No. No, it's uh... <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh. Uh, it's, it's based on Christmas. Yeah, Love Actually I've never seen is, it, but I know it's about so it. It's so good. It's, yeah. I, I, watch I, it every I have year. a question... Would you consider Trading Spaces, no, Trading Places, a uh, Christmas movie? Eddie Murphy, it Die Hard. It takes place during, I mean, it's kind of like the it, same question, it, but would you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah, that, that'd be yeah Die Hard huge. is totally a Christmas movie. Oh, hey, hey, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Wait, do you not consider it one? No, it's it's the same shit. Like, it's it's one of those, it's it's the ironic Christmas movie. I yeah. feel like it. But that's like, still like in the subcategory. No, of I think Christmas Love Actually actually is kind of a Christmas movie because it kind of revolves around the idea of Christmas. So yeah, I, like it's like it's it's coincidence that it's also on Christmas. It's not so much like a factor into anything. For what? For the movie, like for Die Hard. Hard. No, but which one? Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm explaining your. I'm talking about your example here. Mm. No, but it ties into the whole family thing. I mean, you can t- you can you can say you can be in Thanksgiving. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything. He's a shit dad. That's pretty much the entire story. Yeah. Or a shit husband in this case. Before or you could got- say it's the or you could say it's going to be the kid's birthday. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can find a way to make it work. Like that's why towards the by the time all the shit happens, it's no it's not a factor if it's Christmas or not. Insert holiday here. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, uh, it's not a Thanksgiving movie. Like it's. Even, I guess, if you think about it, it starts out, I think, eight weeks until Christmas. So, technically, it's, like, in the beginning, beginning of November. But everything is, like, still a Christmas doubt just because it's, you know, Britain and not the U.S. And they don't celebrate Thanksgiving there. So, yeah. So, it's definitely not a Thanksgiving movie. It, you know, it looks mad British, though. Yeah. But like, I, I'm saying Liam Neeson, Alan Rickman, Hugh Grant, Kieran Knightley, Knightley, Rowan Atkinson. 
Love Actually. Oh, the old one. Okay. Yeah, Love Actually. And, uh, God, that movie's so good. That movie makes me smile every single time I see it. Wait, so is it a Christmas movie or a Thanksgiving movie? Christmas. Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. Or it's a movie based around Christmas, but I consider it a Christmas movie. I watch it. My sister and I, like, watch it every year. Mm. This was, like, before Kira Knightley was famous? No, it was around the time she was famous. Oh. I so think, after, like, been to, like, was a long time. Well, let me think here. Let's see your love. I think it was... It was... Oof. It was... Was it 2003? Which is weird, because... Um, just the, the stupid detail. But at the airport... And it, like, Beckham was the year after. At, yeah, before. Oh, at the airport, they, like, are at the actual gates. That doesn't happen anymore, but it, I guess it just happened because the movie was probably written before that happened anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... This, when did she do, like, Pirates of the Caribbean? Thousand... Kira Knightley. Uh, Kira Knightley. Mm, I hear she is. 2003, same year. So same year she started to become famous. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's around the same time. She doing anything now? Uh, yeah, she was... I just saw her in The Imitation Game. Oh, okay. With uh, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch and... That's it, yeah. <laughs> he, did, he did pretty good in that movie. But okay. I, also, I also just saw um, The Theory of Everything. With, mm. That was the one about Stephen Hawking. Oh, that one. That guy's probably winning an Oscar for that one. He was really well. Good. You know, the Academy does love it when you play disability. Disability. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Handicap? All I remember is that scene from Extras. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> uh, with what's her face? Yeah, I, I definitely. It does bother Kate me. Winsworth. I'm like, oh, they're def- they're definitely gonna win. You know, just because they play like you know, kind of like in Tropic Thunder, you, you go full retard, you don't go full retard, that type of thing, where you, mm-hmm. but. He did really good at the same time. Like, I was actually really impressed. I'm not saying that it's easy to win, no. to do it. Sorry. Not that it's easy to do it, but if you do it. But it's definitely Oscar bait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's And it's amazing by... how, like, nobody cares about these movies until, like, that week. Wait. Yeah. What was your guys' favorite movie then from 2014? I don't My know. My favorite movie was not an Oscar movie. It was um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, I, I don't think I watched a lot of movies in 2014. So I, I don't remember any of the movies. If, if you give me a list of what came out in 2014, I could probably point to maybe a few I watched, but I don't remember any of them. Yeah. The only one I am, that's coming to my mind is Interstellar, which I liked, but I don't know if I'd call it. Oh, wait. Uh, what's, what's the one I just watched recently? Uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, is that good? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's actually very good. Yeah, I want to see that in Birdman. Like, I, I've, never, I've never hated like, a guy so much. What's Nightcrawler about? Uh, so basically, it, he's just like a sociopath. Uh, it, um, he ends up, uh, he's like a, I don't know, he's like a, not, like a, a fucking two bit nothing. Like that's all he, the guy is. Um, he finds uh, like a wreckage, not like a, like there's a car on fire and the police are trying to get out. And he stops and notices it. Uh, and then you see some camera crews come in, and these are just like um, I guess freelance camera people that just film footage. Uh, late at night, and they sell it to the news people for them to read on, like, hey, here's what happened last night, and whatever. And they that, they have, like, a B-roll that they go to. Uh, so he ends up doing that and uh, trying to just be the best at it. And he's just, like, it, it's... All of it is hinged on this dude's performance, because he's just... He's a... He he plays crazy very well. That's Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, Jake yes. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Isn't it kind of like if TMZ covered murder... No, that's basically it. Like you kind of see, like this is like it's like, oh wow, this is a, 
this is like clearly someone who is disturbed and who just is like obsessive and compulsive in many ways sort of end up trying to be this and he ends up trying to like blackmail one of the one of the uh, news people there that uh, and uh, all kinds of other shits it, it, it's it's a, it's a pretty a pretty insane movie and it's just like you you watch that and you think oh my god i i i hate news in general already so this makes me want to not believe in humanity after a while yeah it, it's the shit that goes on in that so it's 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 very, it's very well done yeah, like I think it's in the trailer, but isn't that one point where he gets to a scene so early before the cops that he breaks into the house and like films the murder scene and then leaves uh, before the cops get there? Uh, yeah, that's that that is a plot point in the movie. Yeesh. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like wow, and he doesn't even. Well, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, it's a uh, it's really good. Just check it out. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out now. I I hate that name because it confuses me mentally with the with the mutant. Yeah, it just I yeah. hate it because it's just the first thing I think about. No matter what, even though I know it's not that, it's just distracting to me. I was like, ooh, they made a movie about Nightcrawler? Okay. Well, I don't know. I haven't... Doctor, is it... Like, in the movie, isn't Nightcrawler actually a term? Like, Nightcrawler is what you call the people who do that. The people who Uh, Technically, yeah. That's... that's, Yeah. uh, What's his face? Bill Pullman was in it. Paxton? Paxton. 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 I got excited for a second. (laughs) Because I'm not sure, but maybe it's... The mutant came from that term? Or is it just like a coincidence? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, Nightcrawler, I think, is a pretty generic term in general. Yeah. So, someone who crawls in the night. Anywho, so, what else? Should we call it, I wonder? Because I actually have to get going. So. We had a topic. We had a topic. Uh, yeah. We never got oh. to it. So, well, I was, what yeah, was the topic? To talk about. Dominic, should we, what do you think? We were going to talk about sexism in one time. I actually really wanted to talk about that. All right, let's talk about all it. Right, all right, we'll get to that right now. All right, Damn. so let's let's get into it. So, One okay, Piece podcast. So, uh, we had an article come out recently um, about who's this we? I know. I was like, I was like, it sounded like he like used we. third person, and then he changed. What? Yes. It sounded like Go you ahead. were going to say them, and then you said we. Oh, because I'm like one yeah, of the others on there now. But anyway, so recent an article um, about, I guess, sexism in One Piece and how women are underutilized in One Piece, and it's well to me the the topic of it seemed like as if they wanted to they they basically just address that yeah there's these accusations of sexism but i'm not going to talk about anything about that i'm just going to talk about how the character female characters are underutilized but to me care female characters being underutilized yeah. is nothing to do with the sexism yeah. and i mean it I is in the it, it is said with the article she says, I didn't decide to write this article to point fingers, but rather to open an arena for discussion, criticism, and even praise. And she does go to say that she is a person who avoids looking for any kind of sexism in media. Mm-hmm. Then you so, probably picked the wrong article to write. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about it is I know that uh, one thing I know she specifically did not want to talk about was the, um, you know, was like the physical portrayal and stuff and the fact that that type yeah, of but that But it's not that's... about the physical portrayal. See, the problem is that all of that is sexism. The -hmm. physical portrayal, the underutilization of characters, the fact that every female character with an issue specific to that female character ultimately does not confront that issue themselves. The issue is taken away from them, um, primarily by the main character, but also by some of the the other supporting male characters, and it becomes their thing. Um, And you could go 
as far back as basically the beginning of the manga, this happens consistently in every arc where a female character um, is the reason why the arc happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a single female character that takes an active role in their story. All of them take supporting roles. Mm. Up to where I read. Um, which is... I mean, I have to qualify it, which is at the beginning of the last arc. Once I started seeing Half-Naked Chick in armor, that made no sense to me. I had to stop. Because it, you're not like... If she was walking around half-naked, but in armor, and that was like... Like I don't Red know. Sonia? If it was taking the piss out of the fact that video games do that, like, if that was what was going on, okay, fine. But that's not what's happening. Yeah. Like, you're doing okay. it totally for real. Um, so, I, like, I agree with you, like, on almost all your points. But the armor thing is interesting to mention because it's actually almost addressing the armor thing is in itself sexist because in the manga itself, they explain that the armor is because of a weight limit. And if you watch the exact same scene, you see that the men are actually wearing weight less than the female. So it's no, they it's even it's even have... more than equal opportunity. It's actually it's actually sexualizing the men more than sexualizing the female. But wait, so that's see that would be that, that would be fine if, if there, there was in forty years of that's how women are depicted in almost everything. Like if it that, didn't have that context of okay, I'm seeing this, and literally every fantasy video game. When you put the armor on the woman, she's wearing, like, she has a breast window, which makes no sense because that's where your heart is. And so you're making it easy for people to kill you. Or she puts on armor and it's like a thong and halfway down leg, metal legs. Like, things that don't make any sense, like, would be horrible to wear, first of all, and then impractical because it doesn't protect you in any way, shape, or form. And secondly, when you look at the time, though this is thirdly, when you look at the time that most of these games are set in, like dressing like that would only make you more exposed to disease. So it's... I don't like to say stupid, but it's stupid on multiple levels, and it's a horrible design choice, and you're pretty much only doing it to cater to lowest common denominator, which tends to be teenage males. Mm-hmm. And that's basically... Even if he explains it by saying, oh yeah, there's a... Uh, weight limit, you're doing it because fan service. Okay, and you're just using weight limit to, to make guys it. dress silly, basically. But it's it's the whole thing where it's all like, I mean, like, what you have to look at, too, in that arc is when Luffy's like, okay, yeah, you can wear armor, he puts on a full suit of armor. Like, that's his impulse when it comes to armor. But then they make him take it all off. Yeah, but, like, he wears... He wears normal um, clothes. Like he's, yeah. he's not wearing super. Cloth, yeah. Like she could just wear clothes. Like clothes do not weigh a lot unless you're wearing jeans and you were also outside in a storm. Then your clothes would weigh fifty pounds. But other than wow. that, like if you're if you have a weight limit and you can't wear armor, wear clothes. And she's wearing yeah. clothes. And because I mean, the only armor, quote unquote, armor that Luffy is wearing is just a helmet. That's it. And the only Arwell in Rebecca, she's actually wearing, like, giant metal boots, too. Yeah, wouldn't that weird? Which I think could be utilized more in the upper region, probably more practically. Yeah. It's mm. dumb. Like, it, like, you're dressing her, basically, like the Spartans from 300. Um, but because she's a woman, she has to wear a bra of some sort. And it's... it. No. 
Like, you're leaving your entire body open. All of it. Except your legs, for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe you're hiding that they're bionic by wearing the boots. <laughs> like Star Fox. See, my whole, my whole thing, like, I agree. I don't like her design. And I think it's really aggravating that they have to design her that way. But I just, I don't think they it's don't... fair sometimes to say that it's sexist because of the baggage. Like, I don't think as it's, like, it on is, its own, it that is... part of it is sexist. It, it is. is sexist. You could even okay. You could divorce it from all of the historical context, but in the context of the manga, it is sexist. It's because it's, the, she's also seventeen, mind you. She's sixteen. Oh, I'm sorry. Sixteen. <laughs> that makes it worse. I'm yeah. so sorry. Because when you look at the design of the other two prominent female characters, and you look at their evolution throughout the course of the manga, like they started wearing less and less clothing as the manga went on, yeah. like. Nami pretty much became a character that, okay, let's show off jiggle physics. At one point in a movie, I was at seven? Seven. We were in a biology class that we should have been paying attention in, watching the movie on mute and laughing because it was that ridiculous. And you've taken the smart character, which at some point was Robin, and the character, the first female character that was like, even though her power is silly is like balanced as a fighting character and then she disappears like robin will literally they land in a new town robin will be like okay i'm gonna look go look for intel and then the whole arc will happen and then robin shows up at the end like what are you guys up to here's the exposition for the next arc <laughs> yeah yeah um so it kind of sucks it's, because I'm actually one of those people. I feel like One Piece has so many sexist issues. <laughs> the one we started talking about was one of the ones I actually don't feel that way about. But I, yeah, it sucks because I actually really want to be on the other side of the argument, but I'm not for this case. But yeah. it's it's a sexist manga, and like it's a sexist manga because manga in general are sexist. Like there are very few stories that aren't. Even the stories that are written by women are still sexist. Yeah, because um, that's the way that the society has told stories. So for someone to sit down and write one that isn't sexist, that would be a huge deal. Like they'd get fought um, every step of the way. And whether you're a new writer or an entrenched writer, it's very difficult to go against the grain. Yeah, they would have to probably go, um, you know, on their own. They wouldn't be able to go to like a publishing company to do that. What would have to happen is an entire generation of Japanese writers would have to decide, okay, we're not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And you can't stop them because if 90% of the writers in your country decide, like, this is what we're going to do, the editors can fight them all they want. They're not going to be able to recruit any new writers because they're going to show up and say, if you say, okay, the female characters have to be like this, and they say, no, I'm only writing female characters that are like this... Um, and then they refuse to write for you if you try to impose those restrictions. You're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel at some point. I and actually... People, uh, sorry, go ahead. And people are going to lose interest in your magazine. But nobody's going to do that. Because, like, as a struggling writer starting out, if Jump offers you um, the opportunity to be in their magazine, you're not going to be like, well, you know, I have all of these convictions. And when I look at the other manga that are in Jump, like, clearly what you want is different from what I'm willing to write. And I'm going to turn down these paychecks because I don't like to eat or whatever. No, like that's not going to happen. And uh, that reminds me, um, I was working at a studio one time and they, they dubbed over some anime stuff. And we're, they were working on a kid's show, like a kid's anime. Um, mm-hmm. And 
one of uh, the people who are working on it, he's like, yeah, so this is kind of awkward. Like, the characters are, like, I don't know, 10 or 11, and the girls' skirts are, like, really short. And the guys are like, yeah, we had to do that because it's not going to sell if we don't. It's because, you know, the 10-year-old girls' skirts aren't short enough. You can't say what show this is? I, I don't want to say it, now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because I actually don't even know at what state, if this is even on TV or some deals went through or what. I don't know anything about it. Um or where it's airing or anything. Oh, you and your things. Yeah. <laughs> it's acceptable. But um, I mean, that, that's what you have. You're, you're in, uh, and it's not even a Japan specific thing. Like the, the main problem with sexism is the main problem with a lot of similar issues and that it's worldwide. So what a lot of people tend to do is try to say, Oh, cultural context is an excuse. Well, in Japan, they're just sexist. So like, what can you do? And I'm like, you cannot read it. You cannot, preach its virtues everywhere and you can you cannot ignore the fact that like, you can still read it whatever but don't ignore the fact that it's sexist yeah don't I, feel, I feel like a, a, a big argument that people have is you know they just they downplay it by saying oh yeah it's just the japanese mindset that's what we are that's, you know weird, i'm not gonna pay weird. attention to it but that doesn't change the fact that it's still there it, it's strange when I, I feel like the excuse no i've seen more often than not is well there's people that do it worse than this and like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but that's not, that doesn't, they're, they're not on the chopping block right now. We're talking about one piece. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, you're nitpicking. And like, you're not looking. That's the problem. <laughs> like, you're not looking at this in a, like, in a different perspective. And I've seen people who are defensive of like other media be it to try to be as like a feminist as you possibly can when it comes to other media. And then come around here to like, oh, no, no, one piece isn't doing that. You're just, you're, you're, you're really overblowing it. I'm like, really? You? Come on, bro. And it's gotten a lot worse as it's gone on the show, the series has gotten as far as like sexism goes. Like you mentioned, well, for yeah. me, like starting with as something as simple as portrayal, physical portrayal of women, it has obviously devolved completely. Because I remember when One Piece was, you know, I was young, two thousand three, and I was like, awesome, finally an anime where I don't, you know, it's not just you know girls' boobs flying everywhere, you know, or a manga where it's just like. Oh, she's just wearing a shirt. Awesome. That's good. Like, I can... I don't feel awkward reading this around my family or something. I could just read it and enjoy the story. That's, like, the focus, da-da-da-da. And then, obviously, it's sort of gone on from there, and now it's about as bad as every other anime has, you know, as physically as that goes. But even, you know, it's further marginalizing the the female characters as they go on, and almost, it seems like, disempowering them in many ways like the, what's the, the name, manga what's the name of the one that's in love with luffy uh, oh boa hancock. Hancock. Bo hancock yeah yeah boa hancock was the reason why i took four years away from one piece yeah. i could not read it like as soon as she showed up and that happened i did like how do you take someone who's supposed to be one of the the strongest female characters in the universe and just have yeah. them go and- Cash yeah. her essentially get yeah. rid of like all her power over Luffy or or use her power for a man you know just, just for him you know and stuff like that, that as well it, like it that whole like the, honestly the story could have gone without that like there's if that's what you're gonna do there's no reason for Bo Hancock to even be in the story right and it, even even if like she did actually like him it didn't have to be so. Love puppy kind of yeah, love. Puppy. I mean, and, it could have been like a res- more like a an actual genuine form of oh, you know, I respect 
him for blah da 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 ba da ba or whatever. Not like now lovesick, lovesick yeah. teenage girl all of a sudden. And it, then like to to mix that with like her backstory, that that made it worse. Hmm. What do you mean? Her whole like, if I remember correctly, she has like a child slave backstory. Yeah. yeah. And then you're basically going to the love slave thing on the next side. It's it's a terrible juxtaposition. Like you either don't do that, or I don't have know. the child slave thing. Like those shouldn't be the same character. Like you can I, you can you can fall in love with a person without being stupid. Like that's a yeah. trope that's a horrible trope. Like you don't you don't lose all your reasoning capabilities. You don't stop being intelligent. You don't stop being capable. You don't stop being um able to do your job because you've met this person. Like most adult human beings can juggle the fact that okay, your emotions may mess you up a bit with Okay, these are things that I have to do in life. You may need to take a day, you know, to sort yourself out, but that doesn't keep happening constantly. Like, and then you're selling this lie to children that that's what happens. Uh-huh. And and then I remember I was listening to your 100th episode um, discussion on this before yeah. uh, we started recording, and I was listening to the part where you were talking about the gender swap thing with Sanji and how Sanji's character. Oh God, that was a, that was abysmal. That was yeah. painful. Our podcast, yeah, it was painful. <laughs> it's hard to listen to. But uh, Sanji is the character that today... I loved I the guy before. Like, now it's just like... I feel like he should have... that When Sanji started out in the manga, he should have just like, burned all the original sketches he had, just scratched the idea for that character. Because if this was the road that he was going to go on, no. We didn't need him either. I don't know. It's like sexist, also, like just the fucking. He's that, borderline the, the, rapists. I mean, yeah. And the whole fucking bullshit with the um, Okama Island shit, just to be yeah. just like, really, dude? It's, uh... That was a that uh, was a mess of. Okay, yeah. what about the rape thing and what about the Okama Island thing? Well, the rape thing, you basically have Sanji who's in the body of the character and is pretty much. <laughs> unwillingly sort of taking advantage of her body. Oh, okay, okay. With the fuck hazard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the All Okama right. thing was uh, because he got stuck on an island full of cross-dressers, he got, I guess, I don't know, what's even the right word, um, emotionally broken or something, that he doesn't look... That entire scene is just like like a bad thing. Like, he he got violated for being around these men too much, and like, I think that's reading into it too much. Because, like, even... Because it's just, like, literally two pages. Like, you're, you're seeing two stills from it. I, I don't think it's enough to, like, say anything yet. He, I think he's no, no, no. It's, it, no that it's, I, I, that's two pages, but there's also the anime that supports it. It, it. it is a joke. That being said, I think it is indicative of the cultural implications. Or like yeah, sort of the... that, but that's a different argument altogether. It's just yeah. because that is, like, not understanding what is, I guess, gender identity. Um, the basic idea that they were going with is he was I don't even think tra- cross-dressers is the right way to say it because cross-dressers the idea with cross-dressers isn't the same I think that these were yeah. intended to be transgender Trans, yeah, um, I, I, women I was, I'm going I'm, there's a litany of terms that I lose track of after a while so these are intended to be transgender women you're basically saying that transgender women um, 
have absurdly high sex drives or whatever would want to rape any dude that they're around. And then because because he were because he was around transgender women, now his hard on for quote unquote real women is um, even stronger than it were was before. I'm like, why? Like none of that you can rationalize none of it is okay and it makes him worse as a character like you have a bunch of women um who've all said like reading this manga is a chore because sanji makes me sick and not like he he could have been just smooth playboy guy he could have been there and just just stayed at that level but it 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 went into the point where it's just like oh come on even even shit like uh what's his face um in Thriller Bark where Absalom and he's like showing off his power. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck, I could have done that. Give me your power. I want to like see Nami naked in the shower. I'm like, uh. that's even before the time skip. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's there. And the whole reason why we why I even thought to bring it up was just because of the article and because how Did I felt the, that. Um the article that he was responding to? Uh, yeah, I saw the article that I was responding to, and I didn't print that one out. Otherwise, I would have looked through that one and taken quotes and everything from that, yeah, too. Even, but like, Mainly because I, like I couldn't find it. it. It had the right idea. Some of the examples weren't that well. I mean, I, I mean, but, I mean, to the point that Foxy was saying earlier about the... Essentially, the course of the stories had been female is in trouble, the guys help the female. Had, was like a thing that happened a lot more often than it probably should have. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, to the, ex, the the like one example from the, the other article was about like how uh, Nami was pretty much an awesome character, and then she broke down crying. Like, look, I understand that as like more story. Like, she was an awesome character, but she went, she hit her point and her limit at that moment, and I felt like no, that it- was. I think there's nothing wrong with her crying because that's an no. overwhelming thing. Like, you yeah. feel powerless, whatever. But, like, she kind of stood there and Luffy ran off to, yeah. you know, to, to do, do the story, to do the action. I think that's the problem, that the female characters practiced. don't do anything. Like, um, even because I, I think we were talking about Vivi on Twitter or yeah. in Skype. I don't remember which one. It's probably Skype. Skype. I'm at Skype, yeah. And, like, Vivi is they meet her she wants to save her country they go there and in the first half of the arc she does a lot of stuff right i don't remember those stuff because that was like 10 years ago whatever. i mean if you if you want to go out of your way like okay she infiltrated the evil organization that's taking over her country just try to go in the ramps a ton of things but yeah. when it comes down to defeating crocodile when it comes down to saving her father nothing and uh, the manga actually is at a place right now um, re- involving Rebecca. I mean, minor spoilers, I guess, if you haven't sure, read the manga or if you're not caught up. But they're at a place right now where she has apparently been watched over by her father from afar as like a toy soldier for, you know, years, her whole life, essentially. Yeah. And, seen that come. Right. And um, he and her are like involved in a fight with sort of like the guy who essentially screwed them over throughout the entire thing. Killed her mother and everything. Yeah, killed her mother and everything. And, like, he says something like... Uh, Not a lot to have moms in this show. Right. He says something like, um, like I think Rebecca, like, wants to kill him, but she keeps, like, getting in the way accidentally because, you know, I guess she's not quote-unquote strong enough. And he's like, I want to make sure, you know, you never have to lift a sword again, da 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 Like, I guess trying to make up for lost time and stuff. But I'm just like, I really hope 
that he is that not one. he is not the one that ends up beating up this there beating this guy. It's like, it, it, it had better be Rebecca if it's not yeah, Rebecca. No, it, it's, it's gonna it, be it's him. Gonna, it's gonna be him because this is a Hunter Hunter. Yeah, so, I, I, like if you, if, I'll even go to the part earlier. I think um, people have mentioned um, what's her name, the fucking sword chick. Rebecca. That's not. Oh, Re- uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Kawina. Tashigi. Tashigi. Oh, okay. Tashigi. Um, I felt like she could have been something, but she has been reduced pretty badly. I think uh, the in a recent arc where she's fighting that snow chick. She was trying to put up a fight and could not do it. It pretty much boiled down to Zoro interfering and then doing the final blow. Well, not the final blow. The final, final blow was her. And Zoro's like, you won this one. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you can have the credit. Is It's basically with Tashigi. Tashigi is a character that's there to remind Zoro of Queena, who could have been like this really nuanced take on how... Um, the world is stacked so that men will succeed, even if the women have um, more talent, um, more creativity, more knowledge, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that the guy will always succeed because society is just built that way. Because, like, if you go all the way back and you remember, she was better than him. And, like, she broke down in tears saying, you know, even though I'm stronger than you now, like, I can work three times as hard as you, ten times as hard as you, every day for the rest of my life. And at some point, you're going to be able to beat me, not because of anything that you do, but just because you're going to grow up and be stronger than me. And, of course, the next day she dies. Falls down the stairs. The most underwhelming yeah, death ever. It, and Tashigi, who could have been an opportunity to say, okay, this is what Karina would have become um, had she lived, is... The kind of character where if her glasses falls off, she can't see anything. Like, mm. that's what it is. And she's been the, reduced to the punchline, basically. Years pass, and she grows in rank, basically because of something Luffy and everyone else did. And also, she's um, grown in rank with with Smoker there as well. So it's like she's by proxy. And you'd think that she would have gotten stronger, but no. Mm. I think most of the time well, that she was in a fight, she's like, oh, no, I'm not weak enough. I'm, I'm too weak. Smoker, help us. And I, I miss I, Hannah. Hannah. Hina. Hina. Fucking A. Yeah. Oh, she was yes. cool. Yeah. Yes. She doesn't show up. And she was funny, she, too. She was cool. Yeah. And she only showed up in, like, what, all of maybe 10 panels altogether? No. <laughs> she been around that She long. was Alabasta. And then what else? Is that it? No, but she she just, like, she wasn't even really in Alabasta. It's like, at the end of it, she saves Smoker. And they have this conversation that implies that she was always the badass in the relationship, friendship, whatever. Whatever. It doesn't seem like it. Whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of is has always been subordinate to her. Mm-hmm. And then I think she shows up. Does she show up when all the Marines are there? Yeah. I think she yeah. shows up in like a panel, you know, yeah. showing everyone gathering. And I think maybe there's one panel where she's like using her powers on somebody. But other than that, she doesn't really do play any and role then at all. The article that One Piece podcast put up is like, oh, look at all these cool women. Like, so but they don't do anything at all. They're just there to say that this this comic isn't all dudes basically so in the scene that i mentioned uh, i'll get like direct quotes here um where uh kiros that's her father mm-hmm. and her, uh, rebecca are fighting diamante 
Uh, Stephen Tyler. Yeah. Stephen Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, he almost, you know, hits Rebecca and he block or Kiros blocks it. And then she's like, father, I want to fight. He, he keeps striking at me. I'm nothing but a ball and chain. And then Diamante says, that's right, Rebecca. So I can, uh, fight Rebecca so I can kill you. I want to see what Kiros looks like when he's lost his father or excuse me, his wife and his daughter. And then Kiro says, no, Rebecca, let me protect you this time to make up for Scarlet. I owe you that much. The fact that I taught you how to fight has been such a source of regret to me and a terrible shame. Now that I am human once more, I will never let you swing a sword again. I feel- but the, the, the funny thing um, – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the, the funny thing about that is that she never really does fight. Even when she's in the arena, all she's doing is basically blocking and then, you know – runs away towards the edge and then people fall off she doesn't really have she ever really swings her sword in uh offense in an offensive way at all well i don't think there's a problem with her not being offensive there there is one instance though where she does and this is one of the reasons why i really hate where it's at right now because i he does have the potential to turn it around and make it into something i like but i really hate where rebecca's character is right now but at the beginning of the arc she has a case where she acts offensively and it kind of contradicts what she's doing right now which she was going to kill Luffy. She but, uh, tried to kill him. So, I want to hear Jammer's point because I want to know if we were going to say the same thing. Well, because okay. I, I feel like right now where it's at, it seems like it's so ridiculously sort of setting it up for her to kill him. That if he doesn't, if if she doesn't like or be, defeat Diamante, it just seems like, wow, we've really come to the point where we can be that cartoonishly sexist. But uh, one thing I wanted to say... I had assumed it, but seeing as you read the direct quotes, the the unspoken line there is basically because you're a girl, yeah, um, and a girl shouldn't be swinging a sword, a girl shouldn't be killing anybody, a girl shouldn't live a hard life, right? Yeah. A girl should basically be able to live a life without having to do those things because she'll have a man to do it for her, right? Because as well, your father, as the man in your life, I should have been doing all of these things, yes. But because I was a toy, I can't. Right, so you had to do them, and mm, I don't. What? Oh, go ahead. That's that's what it says. Like, there's no other. There's no other reason. Like, a father wouldn't be a father wouldn't be saying that to his son. It's like a father would be proud to teach his son how to fight. A father would be proud to watch his son uh, beat up people, not necessarily kill people, but to defeat people. He would be proud of that. But because it's his daughter, he's ashamed that he had to do it. He's ashamed that he couldn't be there to protect her. Yeah. Do you do you understand? Yeah. Um, That's the problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one hundred percent agreed. Jordan, go. Wait, do you agree, Doctor? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah, I agree. Okay, then I'm one of the people who doesn't. I totally think that this is how it could be taken, but I don't think that it's impossible to switch it to just being a simple parent and child because it's built into the character's backstory that he murdered somebody. And that's part of the reason why he hates fighting. It's part of the reasons why he doesn't want her to fight, not just necessarily because she's a woman. Like it's, I think it's totally fair, especially if you do like historical context to totally attribute it to that. But I don't think it's wrong for somebody to divorce it from that and not attribute it to it, that because I'm one of the people who did not we don't have to go historical context. That's the thing I keep saying. We can just go context of the manga. In but the context, context of the manga is he doesn't say in, it's because she's a girl. In the context of the manga, every girl character has lost their mother, right? 
every girl character has been put in a situation where she's been suffering for most of her life. With the exception of Phoebe, it's only been part of her life. Um, but all of the rest were suffering. They've had it worse than the male characters. And all of them have had, even the one who grew up among pirates, didn't trust any of them. It's implied that may have been raped or attempted raped um, as a small girl by these pirates. Even who her has... Robin. Hancock. Robin. Wait. Oh, Robin? No. Hancock, maybe Hancock was a slave, so mm-hmm. that goes without saying. This is um, all... It's the just point that this is, is all... Okay, go ahead. The point is, they're all... Um, they all grew up in the situations, dragged themselves out of it because of their strength, right? But when it comes down to solving their problem, um, for Nami, her problem was um, Arlong. For Robin, her problem was um, Cypherpole and the government as a whole, right? For Vivi, her problem was Crocodile, and so on and so forth. All of them had to have either a single man, in the case of Nami, a group of men, because Nami didn't do anything except fight the girl, and the girl was only created so she could be naked in that one scene. Um, Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, CP9. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it all comes down to crying, male character moved by the tears, male character defeats the person for you. But like, that's, that's almost what... the exact same pattern for every male character. It's a pattern for Chopper, for Sanji, for Usopp. They all cry at like the peak of yeah, the Yeah, but they all participated. That's my problem. The female character doesn't participate. The female character doesn't take actions. The female character, for the most part, watches. And Sanji didn't really cry until after his well, arc when he was leaving, so all the action had already been done. That was my problem with the Street Fighter, the, cart- Street Fighter women... Alpha cartoon. That, like... It basically reduced Chun Li down to a person who had to watch, right? Do everything. She's a fucking I mean, like. I she worked for like what? Uh, what Interpol. She's a super cop. She can fight really well, but I, yet, like. I think most of them do take action, though. Like the one case where I can think of where they don't is Nami. Where Nami, like her specifically, that's what she's doing. Is she's watching Robin's, in that final part. Robin's, Robin action, take- Robin's action was saying, "Okay, guys, I give up." I'll stop trying to do all of this on my own. I want you guys to come and save me. No, but then she's the one who takes down the fandom in the end. Oh, you mean the person that had no fighting power? That one? But it's not, but it's Uh, totally different from saying uh, she didn't do anything. Okay, that's rude. Go ahead. And then also, Vivi fights in her fights, and then it's, to me, a lot of the points of the arts. does Does she beat Crocodile? No. Okay. But it's different from somebody doing nothing and then somebody doing something even if they didn't do all of it. And for it's me, your, a lot of the points of the arcs... Oh, it's your story, right? Um, no, what do you mean my story? Cro- Crocodile taking over her country is her story. Um, Arlong enslaving the people of her town is her story. Um, those guys basically I... des- destroying Robin's town, pinning it on Robin, and then like Robin suffering all of that for those 20 years of life. I all of that is Robin's of all of that is that's Robin's story, right? But it's fine for story. it's fine for her friends to help. Like at yeah. that point in the story, it wasn't a huge gulf between Robin's supposed strength and Luffy's. But 
why is Robin incapable? I understand her being incapable of fighting all of them. But how many of them did Robin defeat? What? People? How many people in CP9 did Robin defeat? She defeated at least one. Who? Spandum? Um, Spandum. And how much of a fighter is Spandum? Not that much of a fighter, but he's still an antagonist. And he's, he was basically okay, so the main after, antagonist of that arc. After all of the powerful fighters were defeated, she defeated Spandum. You, do you see where that's an issue? I know. I, I see where, I see where people don't like that. But I think well, it's do you not. See where that's you shouldn't issue? be something that is uncredited. I think any one of those characters could have beat Spandum. Anyone. Usopp could beat Spandum. Maybe. He could. Yeah. Okay. As and as Soga King. Yeah. Sure. I thought there'd be more talking, but the, 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 main, the, main, did... I, the main idea is that she, she wants, and you know, rightfully so, she wants those those female characters who have their problems to be instrumental in the solving of their own problems, even if they do need help. It's it's weird. Like, I mean, if if we kind of go back to, I guess the back to the the Rebecca thing, I feel like if if it were like tag team, like you know, father and daughter taking this dude out one at a time, uh, like uh, together, that would be good. That mm-hmm. at least okay, fine. But if it's more so like the dad saying, "No, you know, you stay back. I take care of the work," that kind of comes off as a little ugh. And yeah. not only that, the dad has one leg. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's standing on one leg and fighting. That's, that's how much of a badass and a man he is because he can fight with one leg against <laughs> dude from Aerosmith. Like it's it's shit like that that I'm like, you know, come on. Like if she is willing to go out of a way to in a fucking metal bikini in front of these enti- like this entire arena full of people that are booing and hissing and throwing shit at her all of it to fucking honor her fi- her family name you know it's something that she's trying to do okay and for her, basically her dad to take it away from her is kind of shit yeah i w- i will be surprised if she i will be really Ugh. I'll be really, I mean, the, I'll the, be really the, upset the, if she doesn't do anything. If no, she, the, the, like, he ends the, the, up doing that. If anything, he's going to take the brunt of the damage, like, and she's going to come final blow, and there you go. Then they are safe. And, and then he'll hurt. die. Or not Maybe. die. Sorry. Not. This is One Piece, not a flashback. Yeah. yeah. My whole thing is really that, beat up. Yeah. like, I agree with a lot of the stuff, and it's stuff that I don't like, but it's just stuff that I don't agree is necessarily wrong to be in there or if it's wrong if somebody else does enjoy that aspect of it i think because so you're talking about the part with the fighting with the women i don't think somebody's wrong if they don't want to see every single female character fight 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 well here's the thing because the thing is is that oh wait is right if i finish yeah 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 because i was i was trying to think about it for a while to express it but the thing is though is that one piece is if it's anybody's story whose story is it luffy's yours Yes, it's Luffy. <laughs> it's Luffy's story. So Luffy's story is he beats up the guys at at the end of every arc. He beats up the guys, but almost all the time Luffy doesn't get character development. The people who get character development are people like the female characters, like Nami. For me, yeah, but the reason why the Arlong arc works is because Nami's journey isn't defeating Arlong. On Nami's journey is being able to say she can accept help and that she can have these friends. Like the, her, her whole peak in that arc is her asking Luffy for help because she's been doing it on her own ever since they came to the town. She's been doing, she's been trying to pre- protect the entire town on her own. For Robin's thing, you get the entire, you get an entire another plot where 
she's trying to just like accept that she has the right to live. And that's the peak of her arc. And then you have Vivi where she needs to accept that people can die. That even if she's going to be like royalty, people in her country will die and they'll fight. It's not necessarily her point to, it's not necessarily the peak of her arc that um, Crocodile is taken out. But you do realize that Nami and Robin have the exact same story and exact same development. That they were both strong women who felt they had to do everything on their own. And then they realized that they couldn't and they accept the help of others. Like that's literally the exact same journey. It's just that Robin's took more time to tell. It's those the same two, thing. Those are the facets of the journey. The, circum- but the, the, circumstances, exactly the, the circumstances are different, but the story is the same. It's the same thing twice. Just that we had more I, I we had more time with Robin before we got to her story. So you feel as though it's more impactful. You feel as though more things happen. But it's the same thing. And it's basically they realize that they need the help of other characters that are predominantly men. And even if you want to say that, right? Even if you want to say, okay, fine, they couldn't have done it um, in their story. Why aren't why isn't Robin the focal person in Rebecca's story? Why wasn't Nami the focal person in Robin's story? Why aren't they the focal person in anybody else's arc? Because Luffy doesn't well, do anything. You just said that Luffy has no character development. It doesn't matter if he's the person to beat up the strongest person because it does nothing for him. Right? Other than yeah. other than drive his, other than drive his bounty up. It doesn't matter. And the reason why I'll say that that's a problem is because when I look at other manga that somehow managed to have strong female characters, that somehow managed to not take that victory away from the strong female character, some of which are 13-year-old girls, they, they allow them to A, fight, B, one, be one of the strongest characters um, in the universe, let them cry, have the characters not shit on them for crying. Have the characters not coddle them for crying. Have the characters respect that they are upset. And let them take their own time to work out their problems. The only thing I've ever seen them do is give advice. They don't say, um, okay, sit back and watch me do this. Like, okay, my whole And I've seen that- other manga where the lead characters, as important as they are, don't fight everybody. They don't. Um, strike the winning blow in every arc. A lot of times they do really stupid things that lead to them potentially dying, and the character still is undefeated. Okay, I, I just have a really quick question. So the fact that One Piece doesn't do all of those things, does that is that a knock personally? Like, you don't like that it doesn't do that? Or do you think that it's wrong for not doing that? I think that a manga that's the best manga, the highest selling manga should be able to do those things. There's nothing stopping you from no. writing full, well-rounded female characters. There's nothing stopping you from taking one of the female characters that you've had in this entire run and doing that with that one character. Like, okay, if you say, fine, I write 20 women, I can't write all of my women like that, despite that being a bullshit lie, like, you could do it with one. You could start with one character and make them... Um, fully participatory in the in the story, you can make them a well-rounded character. And if they're a fighting character, you can have them consistently be a fighting character. If they're um, a support character, they can consistently be a support character. But if all of your female characters are support characters, that's a problem. 
Because when you look at the tropes, the female character um, in in RPGs, in fighting manga, whatever, have historically been support characters. Oh, you're the healer. Okay. It's and what, what happens is... My whole thing is, like, I totally understand everything you're saying, and it's, like, stuff that I agree with where I want that to happen. But I just don't think it's wrong that it doesn't. Because it is. when you go down it to is. it, there's... It is. It is. But... You can you can use all the words you want to defend it. It is because I don't have a lot of experience with topics like this, but I like talking about them. But <laughs> well, you, you gotta, yeah, I but you need a, to you need to I like listening about them. But so, can you explain to me like why it's bad? Because that's the thing I don't understand. It's bad because imagine, and this is this might be a stretch. Imagine that you were a little girl that was reading One Piece, right? Um. And you see Robin, and this happened for a lot of female fans of One Piece. And when Robin first shows up, Robin is the coolest character. She um, she gets one over on the entire crew um, when she shows up. Um, appears to be one of the strongest female characters in the universe at that point. And then you see her, after you fall in love with this character, who may or may not be the closest thing to you, you see in this story the character gets further and further pushed to the background until um, it's basically a running joke. And that character that you identified with um, is basically no longer there. Uh, One of the reasons why you're reading doesn't matter. And that's what happens for a lot of female readers. Um, One of the reasons why... And I wanted to avoid calling the name of the manga because we do a show on it. But yeah. one of the reasons why Gintama is so popular with its female fan base is because it has so many um, well-rounded female characters. Some of them are strong. Some of them aren't. Some of them are smart. Some of them aren't. Some of them are sexy. Some of them aren't. Like, there's a variety in female characters. You can um, pick any one of them. And like them. And it's like they don't get pushed to the background. They don't become like background players in their own arcs. Um, And even if they need to be rescued, a lot of times they're being rescued by another female character. Like, and that's that's part of the reason why I get upset when people say, oh, you have to accept it for what it is. Like, oh, like not everything can be like if one person can do it with all of their female characters and he has a bajillion (laughs) <laughs> if he can do it with all of them, you can do it with one. You can do it with two. Like, there's no reason for you to be writing a comic for how long has it been? 18 years? For 18 years and not write one good female character. To me, that's a problem. To me, that's wrong. Because you have you have girls reading this. You have women reading this. You have whatever you want to call them. They're reading this, Right? And you're losing a lot of that audience. Like, don't look at it as a moral problem. Look at it as a social problem. Look at it as a financial problem. Okay? You're losing money because you can't write one good female character. And uh, I, we shouldn't also, and we should also mention, because this is like an argument I see all the time, this is a shonen manga that's meant for boys. I think girls can still, girl, like you mentioned, there's a lot of big, there's a big female readership on this series. I feel like girls can there can still be a strong female character in a boys show. Like and, it's not that's not a problem. Like that not, can happen. And not only that, like if you have a, you know, if you don't have strong female character, what kind of stuff are you, you know, teaching young? Not yet, yeah, not that you have an obligation to teach them, but what does that say about 
women to them. Like this is this is like is it just, it just helps to reinst it just helps to reinstate the negative reinforce the negative as yeah exactly some weird like chivalry kind of bullshit they want to try to pass it off as that but like I feel like there's more that can be had from there like you can you can write more characters that don't necessarily like, it's weird when I see like even like um Joe Rebani I think that was her name yeah mm-hmm. the last image you see is her just fucking beaten to death nearly by what's his face. Uh, Akainu, yeah, Akainu, just like well, that pretty much. Never mind that. Okay, it's weird. That it's hey. weird seeing some of these characters in these like precarious positions and all that. And that's pretty much always the last thing. Were you talking about Bonnie? Yeah. yeah, she was beat up. It wasn't by Akainu. It was by Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Oh, that's right. Not bad. Okay, close. Some other asshole. But for the most part, the female characters are there for something bad to happen to them. The male characters get upset and them to fight. That's what the female characters are. And it's the same thing in video games. A lot of people have dead daughters, dead girlfriends, uh, dead wives, because something has to spark the plot. And that something is almost always something violent happening to a woman. If that happened one time in all of cinematic history, one time in all of video game history, one time in all of manga history, that wouldn't be a problem. But it happens over and over and over. And that's why it's a problem. Because whether you're looking for a female audience or not, you have it. Whether you're looking to be influenced on children or not, you are. Right? And that's the influence that you're leaving. Girls have to be protected. Girls don't know what they want. Um, if a girl um, tells you she was she doesn't want to do something, you can force her to do it anyway. That's the sort of ideas that are being left in, in young boys' minds, not just by One Piece. One Piece isn't the, the sole arbiter of sexism in manga or in fiction. It's, it's, if it only happened in One Piece, whatever, who would care? But it happens in One Piece, then it happens in the shows they see on TV. The strong, capable female detective gets patted on her head by her colleagues and gets told to go home to her children that she doesn't have mm-hmm. um, because that's how little they care I'll say, oh, you're a female detective. That's so adorable. Now go home. Um, After it gets reinforced on TV, it's reinforced by the relationship between their parents. It's reinforced at school. It's reinforced when they watch the news and they see how female lawmakers are treated. Like, it wouldn't be a problem for One Piece to do it if it wasn't echoed everywhere. And I think... um, in something that we're going to hold to this high standard, like being great storytelling or whatever, like we we have to talk about these things when we see them. And we can't just say, oh, you know, I don't see what's so bad about it. Okay. So so I think in, uh, in all we should let any final statements on this before, because I think we've kind of we've kind of gone through uh, just about everything that i can think of i mean i mean well a lot we haven't gone through everything there's a lot more you could make a fucking 10 hour podcast about the main, this the main thing in short for me is just like you know i this is like i've always kind of felt this but at the same time i don't think i realized how much of a problem it was until you know the the, the most recent you know few years or so and i guess a simple way of thinking about it is just imagine how frustrating it would be to, for example, just gender swap 
everyone in one piece. And imagine like having a trend where your sex is represented as weak constantly and just kind of like how ridiculous it would seem like, oh, well, that's stupid. Why every fucking character like that have to be in this particular way? I, I do extrapolate uh, that throughout the entire society and realize how frustrating it could be, you know, to have to put up with your sex being presented in a specific way. It's weird. It, it's weird because you, unfortunately you can't also gender swap uh, history and society, how it grew up that way. And it sucks. I mean, that's what's kind of why I think that's good that we're noticing this more and more and people will be a lot more outspoken is because, we as a society have sort of grown up a bit and realized that some of this shit just don't fly anymore. And I think that is a big factor in it is that we've, a lot of us, at least here, have grown up. And when you yeah. grow up, you realize that you see the world for what it is. You see certain aspects of life and certain aspects in your media that you didn't say five years ago. So it's it's come a lot more to the forefront and i think it was it, it's a definitely a topic that's that needs to be brought open a little more and i'm glad that we did this i didn't have a whole lot to say i brought foxy and doctor on because i knew they would have a lot and i liked the banter going back and forth so um i was very very happy to have this conversation going on indeed and good luck yeah. editing this and yeah the article <laughs> yeah it was just mainly cuz i read the article and i was like the the finishing line is what kind of annoyed me where she says at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that Oda has created some amazing female characters and I'll always be grateful to him for giving them to us where to me, that just sounds like, well, there's these problems, but uh, okay. let's just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's a agree to disagree. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird line to cross because at a certain point, then you have to decide, am I too old for this manga? Am I too run up for this series? Am I too, like, have am, am I like at one point that you like say, I can be okay with child beating, but you know, do I have to look at it every time? Do I have to seek it out? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. If I if I can take an active stance on it and be like, I don't want to read it, I don't want to watch it, then you can do that, and I think that's what's good, and that's kind of why. I take breaks every once in a while as well. It's just, it sucks when I'm like, okay, I'm not really feeling this. I got to go or something's going on. I don't like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. It, that, that is a, that's a thing that no, there's no gun to your head. Like Funimation isn't going to fucking hunt you down. You're not buying the DVDs to support your show. It's uh, Oda is not going to do anything to say. Otherwise it's just like, Hey, if you, they enjoy his story, then you enjoy your story. I'm just saying, you're missing a lot of stuff that I feel that is important for you to understand that there may be some issues with. And uh, if you're willing to accept that, that's on you. If that's on you to be like, okay, I don't like the way it's written. People can have shit taste. And I'm, it, it sucks to say to say that, but um, you have to understand that there there's something more to that. And that's like, I mean, like I can enjoy other media that's out there and like there's a lot of competition out there regardless of it being anime or manga or just uh fucking television shows just kardashians or what have you but i'm a piece of shit for watching because i don't watch kardashians (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying like there's a lot of media out there that you can watch and you can you can pinpoint i think that's kind of why we're given a platform nowadays like at least with us with between our show respective shows that we can talk about this without necessarily i mean sometimes there is ridicule if they're anonymous comments on there but if not you know whatever we're able to talk about this openly and say like there is some things wrong with i mean we're not getting paid for this shit i mean if i was like a critic of some sort to be like on 
A&M or something and just talk about this shit, then, I mean, we probably could. I probably won't be good at writing it, but I don't know. Fox, you could probably do that. Um, I but no, could, it, but I just get angry and burn it. <laughs> burn the entire site down? No, sure. just my computer. Just your computer, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's good. I, I enjoyed it, too. And this is I like an extension of... I mean, honestly, if you have not checked out our 100th episode, um, I forgot what part it was that... It was part, it's part two. Part where, two? Yeah, it's part two where you have the discussion. Yeah, so it was uh, Zach and Ed from the One Piece podcast joined us to... Get bombarded with us. <laughs> get yelled at. Yeah, I was like, so if you wanted you to listen, keep those guys on their toes, because I think it's you, I you think give them it, an inch, they take a mile. They, I think they're at least the fact that they're at least trying to have another perspective uh, uh, active on their site a lot more, and they've they've expressed concerns before. I'm not I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, they're not blind to the. To they're the not blind. Like I, I, I've, I've known absolutely. Steve, I've, I've been, known. I've been having the. I'm in no way dissing the One Piece oh, podcast no. or talking about those guys. I mean, I love those guys. They're, I like. It's not. And not even. I mean, we haven't named the person, the Caroline, the one who's writing the article on their side. I'm not. Not a complete. You diss just to her. named it. <laughs> not, I mean, not the complete diss to her either. I'm just saying, like. You, oh yeah. It's. It is like. Hey. I understand where you're coming from and you're not seeing everything, but I feel like you have to look a lot further. And I feel like I don't want this to be the only article on their site about this. I feel like this, this is a, I think this is good as an opening. Hey, we're going to try to do this and maybe continue from here discussion about it. Because otherwise, if not, they're really missing out on a bit, a, a bigger thing. Yeah. I think, I think definitely, especially following this discussion, I want to write something up on there. That there goes go. into more detail about it. Writing is weird sometimes. And like it's the writing is hard if you want to say it's hard, but if for writers that actively do their shit, they can they can write around it. This there's you can't there's no way like a guy can't can uh, can't write a, a good female character. There are plenty of like male writers out there that can. I mean I I read a lot of uh, other comics out there too. I mean, if if you actually want to read something called Lazarus, it's a very cool thing. And like the the lead uh, character is there a female? It's written by a guy who's known to write very strong female characters. It's it, it's possible. It's not it's not impossible. It's, it's just like you have to be able to willing to understand, willing to see that there's more to it out there. And it's 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 a weird thing. And it's weird to like when people come in and say and ask like female art, female writers, like how do you write a female character? It's just like. Just write the character. It's it's yeah. not that hard. Don't, it's I, not about the. You don't worry about the gender. Just write the character. I think it's when I see when I've had when I've been on the sh- I've been on the shows and I hear discussion like what who do you think would do you think uh, Robin can fight and I'm just like well anyone just have her fight someone and that's it like male or, it doesn't matter if it's fa- male or female honestly yeah. it's it's I'm more concerned about the the weird kind of everyone has to like everyone finds their polar opposite. Uh, obviously with the respective gender and fight that person i kind of this like you can fucking vary it up a bit have a dude strike a chick like fight a chick if she's you know if she's capable it's like that's a weird thing it's just that i don't know if it's just like oh i don't like having women beaten on my on my series or something it's like you can that's clearly not how he feels no no yeah all right uh, final thoughts foxy um Hmm. I would say what I really want people to do is to not ignore like when you when you flip in through the pages and you see something that makes you go hmm 
don't just keep reading. Like, think about why that gives you pause. And when you think about it, when you discuss it with people, like, you stop being part of the problem. And part of the problem is you can even see it um, on the original post um, that I retweeted where the writer brought up that issue and you see all in the comments, well, Oda can write the story however he wants. Sure. He's not bound to read every article written on One Piece either, but we're free to discuss something that appears um, in his stories without having to be subjected to a bunch of people saying that what is obvious sexism is not sexism. We just don't understand or we're just reading into it too much. Like let people have their opinions that are based on their experiences that they have as women that you don't have because you're not a woman. Like as bad as it may feel to not be included um, in sexism or have your opinion, um, ignored because you don't experience sexism like it's one of those things that you can't understand unless you're subjected to it and it's also one of those things that i don't want anybody to be subjected to um but what you really need to do is when people are complaining about it don't dismiss it listen see what their points are and try to notice it for yourself so i think like um doctor said earlier when i first started reading and watching One Piece, that was in 2003. I was 18 years old. I didn't notice anything. Um, it wasn't until many years later when I realized not only that it was a problem, but that it was a cycle and that it wasn't just One Piece that was doing this. Um, that even shows with female lead characters I had problems with um, because of... The, and I think it's much worse when it's female leads um, because they'll just have everybody subject that character to, to random sexism. Um, that's entirely unnecessary to tell the story. Like, yeah, sexism is a thing. Every woman reading or watching your story is aware um, that sexism is there. Like, it. If you were telling the story about the sexism, that's one thing. But constantly subjecting women to it is just it's just fucked up for no reason um so yeah just think and listen that's what I want Jordan um yeah had a good conversation I like <laughs> well what she mentioned right now was like the moments that make you give pause cause I've totally had those mm-hmm. and then I there was something I want to talk about earlier but it's only because there was such positive feedback to it on the One Piece podcast. But are you guys up to date on the manga? I am. Yeah. No. Because it's only two chapters behind, and there is kind of like a turnaround with the character Baby Five. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Did you guys like that? Uh, no. No. I'd... It was basically the same thing where it just took away it took away whatever power that she had before because she's well, because she feels that someone that a man needs her and so that she's or not even just a man just a person needs her in one way or another and then she just loses whatever power that she had before am i seeing though it wasn't baby five's actions that i didn't like about the scene it was 
the other characters, the male characters' actions towards her that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Where he couldn't kill her? Wait. You know what I'm talking about? You mean, you mean where he wouldn't let her kill herself? Yeah, that too. But, oh, okay. like, when I read that chapter, I took, like, a five-minute break because I didn't like that scene so much, and then I had to come back to it. Mm-hmm. But, but I really don't take that many breaks with One Piece. Like, that's the longest break I've taken. I don't know. But, I don't know. It's something that I still don't think that all my thoughts are together on it, so I'd definitely be interested in talking about it in the future. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, as far as... Uh... Foxy's comment about things that give you pause. I guess part of the sad thing is is that, you know, it's so prevalent in society that, like, I know when I was younger, if I came across that, it wouldn't give me pause at all. I wouldn't think about it. So it's just, you know, it's such a, it's such an ingrained part of society as a whole that, you know, that it's just a lot of people just brush over it and don't even think about it. So, well, yeah. So you know the Sanji thing? Yeah. Like, how long have you hated Sanji since? Uh, since CP9. Okay, me too. That was when I was like, I read that, I mean, I watched it. When I was like 13, though, and like, I've hated him ever since then, though. I mean, like, I, I don't yeah. know if it's that much of an age thing. Because like, Sanji is like, such a huge main character, and then it's such a huge flaw in his character. But, to me. Yeah, the last time he was cool was, I think, when he was like, on the train, in CP9. or Yeah, uh, when he's doing his spy thing. Yeah, and that's, like, after that, you know, he's kind of just been a huge punchline character and super sexist and sort of gross and stuff in the things that he does. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so hopefully, you know, as you get older, hopefully more people will start to understand sort of the injustice that we have in society. And hopefully when they have kids and society slowly will be, or we'll be able to transform for the better, you know, and that we won't have this problem, you know, in the next however many years. And that we can be a part of the change and not just ignore it when it's there. So, there we go. On that note, thank you everyone for coming on this episode, which I think ended up being an Animanga podcast episode. How is it an Animanga podcast episode? We talked about so many other things other than But we also talked about that list for like a decade. Okay, fine, whatever. You just don't want any more shooting the hit episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we will get to it sometime, but I feel like uh-huh. this is sufficiently Animanga-ish. Just tired of your censoring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, uh, Doctor. Uh, sure. Uh, go to ssapodcast.com. Yeah, Spectre's Anime Podcast. Best kept secret on the internet. Um, episode is up on there about uh, <laughs> race and anime. Topics we don't hear often, so... Interesting Great, they'll go along with this. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, sure. And uh, since you mentioned it earlier, uh, go to uh, GintamaPodcast.com. We also run Just a Gintama Podcast. Uh, we took a break for the holidays. We got to record soon because a chapter came out and things are happening. Uh, thanks for coming on, Foxy. Hey, since he took all the things, um, I guess Heavenly Kings Podcast at HeavenlyKings.com. Cool. Yes, that's the new Toriko podcast that we um, spoke about last week or last month, whenever we recorded. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Jordan, thanks for coming on. Pleasure to be on. Do you want to plug anything? Oh, um, I have podcast Jamcast Pals dot com. Cool. Only a few episodes out. And uh, Dominic, of course, as usual, thanks for coming on and shepherding this particular episode. 
Oh, no problem. I was. This is probably the first episode that I can remember where I actually wrote extensive notes on. Yeah, so you were effectively think, hosting the show this episode. I think so. I think I may continue to do that. <laughs> I nice. liked it. It felt good. I didn't have to think on the fly. Did you feel powerful? A little bit, but you know, you were still you were still making everybody go away. You're like, oh, well, thanks for showing up. I'm like, I wanted to do that, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We'll uh, try to be more consistent with this as time goes on, um, but uh, we'll see you next time.